And welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. Larry Kruger after 49er football on the Krug Show. And of course, uh, Kev's in the house. We got Ryan in the house, one of the original OGs on the Krug Show. And Dan Coach Emilio may be joining us at, at some point if we're lucky. Uh, hey, the great Raul Velez just knocked on the next window. Uh, so it's a good night. We're off and running on the Krug Show. And of course, we're brought to you by Pig and a Pickle. Uh, and the owner of Pig and a Pickle called me before the game and he's like, or texted me before the game and was like, hey, man, we're, we're having record numbers of people eating Pig and a Pickle today. So um, it was a huge, huge day for the people in the pickle. No, uh, but Corda Madera, check them out. Corda Madera and Emeryville, they're open seven days a week. You can get that barbecue and it's really, really good. Um, so check that out. And of course, uh, thanks to them for sponsoring the crew show. Also thanks to Marin auto glass at the top of the, uh, top of the top of the screen, 415-883-3030. My man Saeed owns Marin auto glass. And if you ever need a windshield, he is your guy. And then, uh, of course we also want to thank underdog fantasy, uh, the proud sponsor of the Krug show as well. And check that link link in the description. And if you can, you try to use that promo code Krug. And they will match you up to your first $100. So thanks to Underdog Fantasy for being a sponsor of the Krug Show. Guys, that was, I can't keep doing this. I mean, I, <laughs> I can't keep doing this. I mean, what the heck? Are you kidding me? You're going to look what? like me, Larry, soon. I mean, <laughs> no hair. You're going to lose what? your hair. What? Yeah, Dan what? had nothing to lose there. Dan had nothing to lose. I had nothing to lose, man. Seriously, that's, Danny, can you take that off again one more time? Yeah, that's what uh, 40. That. There's a shine. Years. I'm getting a shine off yeah, that dome. That, There's a little bit on top, but not much. You got to wax you're, that bad boy. You're yeah. aerodynamic. You're looking, I, I you're could look. do the comb over if I grew it over here, but no. Yeah. Yeah, do, you should. You should try the comb over. I bet if the Niners back. win the Super Bowl, you got to grow the comb over. Oh, God. <laughs> At least until first pitch. First pitch of the season. Fantasy uh, punishment. Guys, what a game. I mean, this one was, I mean, I did not, I, I, I did not communicate with Kev during the game because I was just so involved in the game. But man, that people were was, asking me that too. They're like, Do you talk to your dad during the game? I'm like, no, this one especially, there's definitely no texting going back and forth. This is a no texting. I'm not part of any group text. I literally told Ryan Leong in the press box, I go, dude. If you had said like five more words in the in the first quarter, I was going to break your jaw. Uh, I'm just like I'm I, I'm going to attack you and violently kill you because he was just talking. He was like doing play by play, and have you ever sat next to somebody who's like literally on every play? I'm like, dude, I don't know, you know, dial back the cocaine or whatever you're on, and and give me you know give me some space. So no, but I did t- I did tell him. I told him. I said, hey, look, uh, you know. You gotta, you gotta, you, he asked me a couple questions and I just had to ignore him. I just, I, I literally ignored him. And you were then, mad. You were... I was just like, dude, I can't listen to Ryan Leong talk trash about my team from three, three feet away as I'm thinking good thoughts. It's still first quarter. And he's like, well, I guess we won't be going to Vegas and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, I, what would happen? Would I lose my credential? I mean, if I attacked another media member violently, you know, I'm just like, all of a sudden, I just had a barrage of rights on Ryan Leong. Would it would it be bad for the channel? Would it be good for the channel? These are the kinds of things I think about sometimes. But I when decided to just losing. I decided to show restraint, and there was no violence in the press box. And uh, and then all of a sudden, the Niners came back in the second half, and the momentum swung. And I think Ryan maybe went somewhere else to tape something, so he wasn't around. And it, it was everything became glorious. Well, I got um, a question about the press box. 
Yes, I was please. seeing on people were there was. Let me some, go uh, to Ryan in Southern California. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. How? Thank, welcome to our seminar. There were some okay. Lions fans on Twitter, or not? Sorry, not Lions fans. Lions media members on Twitter that were complaining that there was there was a bunch of 49ers, <laughs> like media people that were like screaming and cheering after the green law or after the fumble recovery and like a couple other times during the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't me, but yeah, there, there probably was some, you know, the one, you know, the way the press box is structured though. There's also right. people who work in the kitchen and they're only like, you know, you know, eight, 20 feet away. And if they're cheering, you can definitely hear them. So I, that it could have been some of that, you know, you got to remember the people who work at the game don't make, you know, they're not like, you know, we need to be professional. We are unbiased. They're like, go freaking Niners, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what they're there for. So, but what a game. And I, you know, I, I did shake hands with Brock Purdy a couple minutes ago in the locker room. And I said to him, man, that was an incredible, incredible game. And he said, yeah, man, we were down 17 at half and we came back in the second half. And I was like, wow. I, you know, it was just an, one for the ages. And to me, his, his scrambling, really was it i mean 51 yards of scrambling and it just made such and i i interviewed chris kasarek in the locker room as well the niner d line coach and i asked him about you know what it does to a defense when a quarterback can break loose and scramble like that in a big game like this and kind of break your back right and he just had i don't think they win tonight guys without his scrambling i mean he was absolutely fantastic um and the niners what can you say i mean the other thing that it's so just such a cool thing we all watch um, sports, you know, all the time and have for years and years. But this one was one of the biggest momentum swings that I felt like I was watching a college football bowl game. You know, where that one team dominates the first half and another team dominates the second half. It was it was amazing. I mean, and and I and I don't want to rip Dan Campbell because I love Dan Campbell and I think everything about. Dan Campbell is, is really cool. I think he's, you know, I like Dan Campbell quite a bit. I, I, I just think that he walks the walk. But I mean, in this game, man, him out. this one is is not the game for Dan Campbell's uh, reputation. David Montgomery ran for. Let me let me check it out real quick. So I think I jotted it down. Oh yeah, fifteen carries, ninety three yards, six point two a carry. This guy had 32 carries in a game earlier this year. He carried it 15 times. How do you let how do, how do you, how does a guy who's gashing the defense for 6 yards a pop only get 15 carries and you don't go Dan Campbell all the go for going for it going for it going for it then he went for a field goal at the 2-yard line instead of handing it to Montgomery. That was a huge mistake. They could have stepped on the Niners, you know, on the Niners throat at the end of the first half. And go up twenty eight, um, you know, go up twenty eight seven instead of twenty four seven, and they settled for the field goal. So I, I you know, going forward on fourth down, uh, you, you know, you, I mean, they got they had a sixteen yard run to Montgomery, and you're like sitting there as a Forty Nine er fan, going, "Oh my god, this team can run this back at this defense all night long, and they can ride it all the way to the Super Bowl." And instead, next plays a flea flicker. You know, and the play, you know, a couple of plays later, he's passing it to somebody else. He's got golf on the run on a key down. And it's like, wow, Dan Campbell, I thought, or, and, and maybe their offensive coordinator, who's going to be, you know, sounds like the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. But I mean, I thought they, they blew it tonight. I mean, you could have taken points one time and gone up 17. I mean, it's, 
it's like once you build a lead, it's like collect points and keep moving. And he kept going for it in weird situations and then getting down the goal line. Then he kind of like, what, you don't want to go for it for two yards? Montgomery's ripping off huge yardage. Um, the, the Niners escaped in some ways in this game. Go ahead, guys. Let's go around the room and get it rolling. If people want to jump in on the chat, um, you know, we'll get to the super chats probably all at one time. Um, but let's, let's let the dialogue get going. Kev, what'd you think? You, you know, you've been watching it from Cal Poly down there. Uh, our, our San Luis Obispo headquarters, the, the, uh, central California hub. What's going on? What's the word on the street? I mean, I have a couple thoughts on this, but the first one I'll bring up is just, I'll go positive first. First, okay. I'll just say, yeah. stay positive. <laughs> yeah, I'll go positive. They won. Since they did win and they are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah I know. It's kind of exactly. hard to do. Exactly. I know. Yeah. It's not good to go negative right now. Don't go negative. But Don't be like, I just, damn. I love to see, I love to see the Purdy scrambles because it just completely evaporates the game manager moniker right. that Brock Purdy gets because there's nothing more like solo about going on a 20 yard 21 yard run and system scrambler is what you're trying to say right it's like all the system quarterbacks kind of have one thing in common usually that they talk about like alex smith and whatever they don't move they don't move well brock purdy moved very well tonight and on key downs ran for a first down ran for 21 plus i think he had like six yards of carry five carries and yeah he had 48 yards 9.6 9.6 a carry, two 21 yard uh, runs. So, and he took a game. couple hits on those runs. It wasn't yeah. like he, he was just like, ah, he just ran out of bounds. Um, this guy, you know, took it upfield. He put himself in harm's way. I mean, to me, the the 51 yards of rushing that you got from Purdy tonight that that's who the at the core. If you wanted to say to somebody, you know, what, who is Brock Purdy? What is Brock Purdy? I mean. That's what Brock Purdy is. The money's on the line. The you know the, 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 it's a gotta have it game, and by he, he's getting it done by hook or by crook. You know, I mean, if he finds a guy, great. But if there's nothing there, he is going to put it down and he's going to take it upfield and he's going to try to use his legs as an open field runner. I thought those 51 yards tonight were huge, huge. Uh, Danny, what'd you think of the game? Well, geez. <laughs> That's well said. Rye, what do you think? No, 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 (laughs) I got to say that, uh, you know, Purdy was the difference maker in the second half. Those three runs did not try to just slide. He went for every yard, dove headlong to get the extra yardage. He was not going just for the first downs. He was going for the big play. And they were all critical uh, movement. The other thing I got to say is, Worried me going into this game. I'm still worried about it. Uh, defensive line, Hargrave looked terrible. So did Chase Young. Uh, Hargrave paying all this money to. No pressure up the middle. He should today. have dominated his matchup yeah. instead. Well, he did get, I'll say this. I watched on the binoculars from the eighth level, and he did get combo blocked a lot early in the game. Yeah, it's just, and, and the calling Wilkes just, the, the one call that just blew my mind was third and 18. And you're thinking, okay, put pressure on golf, at least show blitz. No, they go four man and the linebackers are 12 yards deep. And I'm like, golf knows it's four man rush. And he just got that first down. That was before the first half and they, and they were able to get the, you know, the points. I'm just like, what in the world? But uh, Niners are going to need to pick up. Coaching is going to have to do, much better if they're going to beat the Chiefs. 
Rye, what'd you think? You, by the way, uh, where are you uh NorCal, SoCal, Mexico? SoCal. Where where SoCal? So <laughs> uh first thing i wanted to say i was just chuckling i saw him my, <laughs> i just like the love the idea of dan um he tweeted <laughs> the uh he tweeted the cj gardner johnson waving back hey cj enjoy your flight back to detroit you loser <laughs> three exclamation points like i just, danny did you put that out there i did oh, <laughs> that's high bro that's I, I don't so care for that guy I love yeah. it. I don't care for that guy. Yeah, I know. I mean, um, yeah. God, I mean. Guys, we've number... just been graced with the great Raul Velez. Hey, and Raul. Radio legend has just entered our midst. Thanks, bro. Good to see you. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're here at Levi's in a, in a booth above the stadium, and there's still a bunch of people out on the field right now as so I'm looking out over the field. Um, you know, people still, tons of red, red, confetti and families of the players waiting for them and photographers and people just staffers and people walking around uh security and whatnot there's a lot of people on the field i would say you know still about 150 200 people on the field um it's amazing when you think about how what a big what a, a monumental game this was tonight i mean nfc championship game um, the drama of it is just absolutely stunning. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the Lions guys looked phenomenal in the first half. Gibbs, Laporta, Montgomery, uh, the 49ers were not getting to golf at all. He was throwing in rhythm. They, they It reminded me of the Bengal game when Joe Burrow came in and just did whatever the heck he wanted to do. And this is what it looked like with golf. And I'm like, oh, man, we are not going to Vegas. And the and the dream season ends right here. And then they get down on the goal line at the end of the second quarter. And to me, that's where this game kind of changed. I don't know where you guys thought the momentum was, but for me, you know, it's third and goal. Golf goes to Gibbs for three yards. So now it's fourth. And that was third and goal from the six. They got three yards. So now they're down at the two. They've, they've been doing really well. It was a long drive. It was a 17 play drive. And instead of punching it in with Montgomery to make it 28-7, they settled for the Michael Badgley field goal on fourth and goal from the two, from the two. So that was very un-Dan Campbell-like. And I thought that was my first indication that, man, maybe this team's a little tight. 24-7, though, and you're thinking, well, the, the Niners have to, this has got to be it. And I'm sure you know, there was a weird resolve about the 49ers, the way they came out of the locker room in the third quarter, it just really seemed like they were intent on turning it up. Um, it was CMC on a halfback toss for nine yards. It was Purdy on a slant to Debo for, what was it, 25 or whatever. Um, then Purdy to Debo again for nine. And then Debo on a reverse was a, got tackled in the backfield. But then Purdy found Jennings on third and four for eight. That was and a wild. That was wild. That was a big play. And then CMC with a two-yard run, and, and you know they get down to it. And on third and eight, Purdy goes to Jennings, and it's incomplete. And you're sitting there going, are they going to they're going to set they're going to settle for a field goal here? By the way, that was a that I felt bad about that. Like that Jennings was wide open, and Purdy kind of hung him out to dry. He got strung up. Right. So 24-10 after the field goal. Um, and you're still thinking, you know what? There's there's still 14, you know, there's still, you know, down 14. 11, yeah, 11 minutes. You know, and that's that's just a that's a lot, and the way they hadn't stopped Detroit yet, but somehow on the next drive, um, 
St. Brown on third and four couldn't convert. And um, then on fourth and he went for it on fourth and two from the 28. He could have collect, could have kicked a field goal to go up 27, 10. But instead he said, you know what? I'm going to go to golf to Reynolds. And it was incomplete and the 49ers held. And once that happened, it was like, well, wait a second. You know, now this is going to kind of get an interesting. If what, all, what, all the Lions had to do, guys, was just kind of trade field goals for touchdowns, and they would have won this game. What do you think they, of that decision? Like, because I they were showing the Badgley numbers, and like he's pretty damn shaky from that distance. I kind of, I kind of agreed with the call. <clears throat> and honestly, I mean, it should have should have worked out. They just got to drop. Yeah, uh, we we welcome in D Bruce on the five box. D Bruce, good D. to see you. What's going on? I'm making sure this is uh, streaming out to the good people over uh, on my channel too, guys. So good to see you, and it's it's happened. That wasn't supposed to happen, and it happened. Oh my gosh, what a comeback! Oh, I thought we were talking about Kevin got a haircut. No, I looks did. good. Looks uh, that's, no. yeah, absolutely looks. Kevin got a haircut. I did not. Uh, un- oh, unbelievable. No, I'm, I'm the working material here. I'll be here all week. Tip your waitresses, two drink minimum. Tell them Danny sent you. Danny Coach Emilio. Go ahead, Danny. Uh, I've been, I've been, people have been buying me doing shots. So uh, it's. Yeah, have you been doing shots on your show, Damon? They've been doing celebratory shots. Absolutely. What are you shooting tonight with children in the building? Oh, yeah. Well, they came in late, a uh, little black and whiskey for the good people out there. Um, but yeah, it was an unbelievable unbelievable comeback when that was spurned by the fact that Dan Campbell was too aggressive for his own good. I mean, I cannot believe that they settled to go for it on fourth down instead of just taking the points twice. Once with the game, with an opportunity to tie the game, right? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You want to stay aggressive early? I get it. But to tie the game, Dan Campbell was nuts. I mean, someone needs to tell him, Dan, this isn't about establishing a culture. This isn't about Winning you know, a game, win a game. into something else. This is about winning the game that's in front of you. And he blew yeah. it. Yeah. You got to be able to. Yeah. I mean, he is big and tough and his team is tough, you know, and they play. They're like him. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a tough guy with tons of grit. Everybody loves him. His team has taken on his traits and they're super talented. This the Lions team is awesome, man. Laporta, Gibbs, Montgomery, uh, Jamison Williams, uh, you know, I mean, this is these weapons are ridiculous. Their O line's great, um, but the one thing that was weird was Goff doesn't move well. He doesn't perform well on the move, and they like willingly rolled him out once or twice. And it was like, I thought that was kind of weird. And 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 at the same time, I thought the Fort Niner defense. You got to really credit those guys. I mean, it makes you laugh when you think about watching this game. You think, man, there was a long debate between Logan Ryan and Jair Brown. I mean, Jair Brown was a monster today. Yeah if, yeah. if they didn't have Jair Brown, they wouldn't have won this game. I mean, he was just such flying around, hitting like a truck. I mean, that guy's going to be a tremendous player. Um, that Logan, Ryan, Logan Ryan did have one really key tackle for loss. Did you see that towards yeah. the end of the game? Not, yeah. He had one really good play. Well, they moved yeah. him into the slot when Thomas went out and put Lenore in the corner. They did not go with Isaiah Oliver. So that was telling that uh, they're going more for coverage than uh yeah but, uh you know i thought you you mentioned the the end of the first half being the momentum changer when they did I thought the so. field goal i think that and then coming out in the second half the ball that iu caught had that been picked i mean it went right off his face mask 
Had he put his hands up, he probably would have caught it. But had that been picked and not caught by Ayuk, and then subsequently they get the TD, we might have be not uh, having too much of a show here as far as having a good time. 100%. I think I actually yeah. might have said it last week, but I just have this feeling like there's some sort of like ritual sacrificing going on with the Warriors, like the way they are just like inventing new ways to blow more, more and more painful losses. And they're just, you know, tearing their season to shreds. It just feels like some sort of dark arts freaking sacrifice for the Niners. Cause that's just what it felt like. The, the, the third quarter was just whatever kind of like dark arts voodoo was going on. I mean, it was, it was nuts. I, I didn't even particularly feel like the Niners all of a sudden started imposing their will or their defense really stepped it up. It's just like a series of just fucking nutso things happened to like caught just boom, boom, boom. Ayuk. All right. Fumble. All right. Drop pass on third down. You know, it just kept going, going, going. And, Purdy, you got to give him credit. He was making career. I I tweeted out like this is like I love this for Purdy and like the sports debate shows in general because he is like his two playoff performances have only made him more of like the perfect Rorschach test for like debating because you can pull out of this game or the last game that he somehow had a bad performance. You can pull out that the guy's super clutch and that you know you see he's a gamer. All this I just. I don't. I don't know. I. I guess I. I just believe in Brock Purdy at this point, to, and he seems like the kind of guy, sort of like Eli Manning, you know, pulling it out of his ass to beat Brady a couple times. That's sort of what it kind of feels like Purdy might do in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you mentioned the craziness of the of uh, the Warriors and stuff. This might be the only hope for the Bay Area right now. Is is the Niners? You know, back in the Giants days. Danny, Danny, don't bring us down. Well, well, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. We gotta win this. We gotta win this. Del Boca Vista, in this, the middle of a, this is a, the a probably a, a, some kind of a seniors community that has an eight foot barrier wall, and this and then is you're gonna, the year. And you start telling us what we need about our sports. I'm pushing back for we, Joe we, Fan on the street. Yeah, yeah, no, Danny, I, you're not coming in here from Del Boca Vista and running things. I will not, say this, not on the Krug show. Not now. Not, not on not the tonight. positive Krug show. That's right. I, I heard you, Jan Willard and, uh, and Dibs, talking about changing the name of the show to uh, the uh, what was it? The positive show or the. Uh, Will is just too negative about the Giants for me. Uh, I was giving him that joke because, of course, there's only one way to be right now as a Giants fan. That is negative. All right. Let's Danny, of course, bringing us to topics that make the number of people in the room go down. So we'll move away from Dan for just a second. If you guys, I I asked my audience, we need a name for the Brandon Ayuk 51 yard reception. It was so incredible. It's a fluke to Ayuk. It's a little. Look at that. it's on Twitter. The fluke to oh, IU. Like I'm like using that. that. I'm going to grow that. I'm going to ride. You want copyrights on that or immaculate, immaculate uh, deflection? And I, that's I was Ooh, going with that. But fluke to IU is David's working. <laughs> that's good. very good too. Very good. Where's but, Ray Rata when you need him? Yeah, he would Amazing. love. He would love the alliteration. Um, but that was that was an unbelievable second half where the Niners needed to be baller. Almost perfect, and they needed the Lions to screw up. And the two field goals that they passed on in the name of staying aggressive, and then obviously Tayshawn Gibson just forcing as big of a fumble as you'll ever see in your life. I mean, that was huge. That just got the game right back to where the 49ers were in position to start controlling it. They got their asses kicked. Make absolutely no mistakes. I mean, the 49ers 
I don't know if they're going to be favored to win a Super Bowl based on the way that they've just played these last two playoff games. I guess one and a half win. right now. Are they really? It's Niners by one and a half. Open it three. It was two and a half. Down to one. It, no, it right. started at two. It moved to two and a half. And then it's the last I checked, it was one and a half Niners. I mean, it's basically it, a pick them right there. I mean, they're just telling you that this team's a little lucky. I mean, they really are. They got their asses whipped by this. Well, the, I mean, Detroit this the, Detroit, yeah, Detroit's offensive line is ridiculous. And I, the Dan, we can talk about Dan Campbell's decisions on fourth down and whatnot. And and I thought he there was he just misread the situation several times. But I mean, to me, just from watching it from where I was watching it, every time you didn't hand the ball to David Montgomery, I was thinking, okay, thank God, because he David Montgomery was fantastic, and Gibbs. Both those guys seemed relatively unstoppable. And the fact that they could run for well over six yards a carry, both those guys went off. The Niners never really stopped them, and they lost. How many teams do you know that get into a, a game like this and run as well as Detroit did tonight and lose? Dude, they, they were running for 10.8 yards per carry in the first quarter. So they averaged nine yards, over 9.1 yards per play. Uh, in the entire first half, they were totally dominating in the first There half. were some alleys that that Lions offensive line had opened up. Damon, I think you would have ran for five yards a clip. So I, <laughs> I ended up going to this game, fellas. Friday, I, a feeling. You sound a little hoarse. I am a little hoarse. I left it all out on the field. But there we go. Friday, That's a right, feeling back. came over me and said, you know what? You got to go to this game. You got to cheer your tail off. And. That's what I did, but I got to be honest, 24 to 7 at halftime, I was worried. Not only that, I'm in this long-ass line to go to the bathroom. I got three – guys, there was a lot of blue out there. I don't know how it was on TV. There was. I support the blue normally. There was was a lot of blue, but I'm in the line at the bathroom. I got Lions fans talking it up. They're hyped up. They think, oh, hey – you know what? There's not enough time for the Niners to even come back. And I, I couldn't even turn around and look at them because I just had to eat it at that point because the Niners were not playing their game. They're getting gashed. I'm wondering why are there uh, huge alleys right through the middle of this defensive line? That being said, fellas, that second half was just amazing. That was the greatest comeback Wasn't that awesome? I've ever witnessed. I'm so glad I went to that game. It was awesome. Uh, I thought the turning point, how about Debo getting involved in that third quarter? I thought Debo yeah. uh, had some huge plays that sparked this offense, really got things going. And then you had the big Ayuk tipped ball, which happened, you know, 20 rows in front of me. And that I, was that was awesome. I did an interview in the locker room with Aaron Banks. And I said, what was the talk at halftime? And, you know, Banks is really a good talker. And he's, you know, he's a real guy. and he's But he's candid. And he's like, we just kind of looked around each other and we're like, we're not going, we're not going out like that. You know, we're not going out like that. They didn't like the way the first half went. They were down 24 seven and they just kind of vowed to, you know, try to really bring it in the second half. They were mad. They were frustrated. Uh, And they came out in the third quarter with purpose. And then that turnover just was the game changer right there. I mean, it just shows too. You know, the other thing that was really awesome, it's one of the most incredible things about sports is watching momentum change. I mean, it's really, this game was like the most momentum change I've ever seen in my life. This place was totally rocking 
as soon as Gibson had the forced fumble and Armstead recovered. And like from that point on, it was like, that was it. You know, CMC scores on a one yard touchdown run uh, to make it to tie the game. And then Goff went to Reynolds on, on third down, third and 10. He dropped it. They went three and out on the next series. And then the 49ers, this is late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Um, you know, Moody makes a 32 yarder and they go up by three. And then unbelievably, they go for it on fourth and three and Goff throws incomplete on the run. I mean, anytime Jared Goff is on the run, you feel really good about your chances. Um, sure enough, incomplete Niners take over at the 30. And at that point, you're like, wait a second. They get this done here and they're going to go up 10. And sure enough, that drive, CMC runs for seven. Purdy bootleg pass to Debo for eight. CMC uh, runs for two. And then Purdy went to CMC for four. And then you get to third and four from roughly midfield. The Niners are on the plus 49 going in. And Purdy scrambles 21 yards on third and four. I mean, that was a huge play. The very he had, he had a better Lamar Jackson game than Lamar Jackson did. Yeah, CMC goes 25 yards down to the three, and then all of a sudden it's Elijah Mitchell time, and you're up 10 in a game that was you were down 17 at half. I mean, it was a stunning, stunning momentum shift. Uh, one for the ages, man. One for the absolute ages. That was incredible. Uh, you remember that, that one? And, in, uh... Joe Fonzie comes up to me right after the game, and he's like, did you know? that the the score at halftime in this game, 24-7, was the exact score 57. of Niners-Lions in 1957 yep. when it went the other way. Yes. you know, So the Niners get redemption on 57 in you know January 28th of 2024. Unbelievable. Did, did it have a feel? I, I wasn't at the game in 2002 when they were down 38-14 to the Giants in that playoff, and they came back and won 39-38 on the missed field goal at the end of the game by the Giants. Remember that play, and it was like pass interference. They didn't call it. Uh, do you remember that game? The Trey Junkin game? Yeah, that was the, yeah, the snap. and Yeah, everything was crazy about that. But that was uh, – that was what I was thinking a little bit with this comeback is like, cause the momentum just that third quarter, it was just like, are they going to end up the third quarter leading? You know, it was tied at uh, 24, but the Niners had the ball the last two minutes. And it was like, are they going to all of a sudden score on this drive in the third quarter? But I, I felt all I was saying is just get it to 34, 24 on that. Don't settle for a field goal. And, you know, get down by uh, be up by six and leave it this last drive for Detroit to, to score a TD. When McCaffrey got that big run down the sideline, the blocking by Kittle was unbelievable. And McCaffrey ended up kind of falling on his head. And I think that's why he never returned because his neck, he got us. I don't know. Yeah, if he got I, I, yeah that, that looked bad too. I think he's okay, but he probably got he's his, okay. uh, uh, what that compression it looked like where he probably really sore in the back of his neck. But Elijah Mitchell then comes in and did Elijah Mitchell rush four times, four of the most important carries he'll ever have in a game for seven yards, because the last three to run out the clock were crucial that they didn't have to punt. Yeah, totally. And, 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 that, and Shanahan trust Elijah Mitchell. I mean, it's a unique situation. It's like you'd almost have to have insider knowledge to understand how this team works. 
Elijah Mitchell is a trusted guy. Why? Because he never fumbles and he always gets you know what it's blocked for. So there's like this unbelievable trust that Shanahan has in Elijah Mitchell. And if they, if you gave him his druthers, he would like to get up in the game, get to the fourth quarter and then use Elijah Mitchell on a series or two and run out the clock. The only thing with Mitchell is he's got kind of a big man's game and he's got kind of a small man's body. He's only 200 pounds, so you can't take the pounding and he gets hurt a lot. But, man, when he's healthy, man, he's dangerous. All right, let's get to some of these supers real quick and then we'll get our dialogue going here. 69ers said, the miracle at Levi's Purdy is him. Thank you. Gizmo Maltese says, Wilkes needs to adjust sooner in the first half. What do you guys think of that? I mean, I don't wait, wait, before you just moved on. Yeah. Did Steve Wilkes coach a poor game or did this defensive line just get its absolute fucking ass handed to it and missed a whole bunch of tackles. You go back and you look at the, uh, the, the Gibbs 15 yard touchdown run. It yeah. might've been the worst defensive play of the entire year for the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, you got I know, guys terrible. Arms out, but he's, leaning. he's really elusive too, but yeah, yeah you're right. He's like, young. The only thing I'll brutal. add to that. The only thing I'll add to that is yeah. that they, he was they, brutal, right? He was they brutal. Said, they said on the coverage that, they played only zone for the entire first half and they never changed it once. I just don't understand how you couldn't change it up at all a little bit when you're getting gashed for like 10 yards of play the entire first half. That's the one thing I was confused about. They never switched it up. Wasn't exactly like when they did switch it up or how much they switched it up. I haven't watched the replay yet, obviously, but I mean, Detroit was getting what it wanted on the ground in the second half too. I mean, it really was. MF uh, jump, try, uh, chimes in with, yes, yes. MF, seriously, that was what a game. What a game. Yeah, there's no cheering in the press box. Uh, I started the stream, Damon, talking about how I almost beat up Ryan Leong because he was just talking endlessly at the beginning. <laughs> Somebody needs to choke that guy. I mean, I seriously, I was, um, if you see him, you know, and at one point, he, Ryan's he normally brought up, your, brought up your name. He's like, you're friends with Damon. I'm like, dude, I don't want to. I'm not I'm not here to talk gossip. I'm here to watch the Niners play the Lions. I'm a little bit more concerned than talking about Damon and media gossip. I'm just nice to know I'm a still a you know a topic in the press. Oh, you're a hot topic. Well, I'll tell you about it later. You're really gonna love it. It's gonna be very you're gonna enjoy it. We'll save it for off the air. Um and, and then we'll give it to our mem- special members later. Uh, who spend extra to be it's behind a paywall. We'll, <laughs> I'm gonna be, we're going to call it the Ryan Clark, where we lie to the audience so that we can somehow make money off it later. It's a really interesting segment. All right, Joseph Ernberg says, Larry, I love you. What a game. Defense, do better. Seriously. Joseph, I love you back. I mean that. Uh, even if it doesn't sound like I do. Uh, Mr. Three Degrees, Purdy shows tonight that he can make a huge difference with his runs. He's top five quarterback in the NFL. The haters have nothing left to say. Mainstream media can choke on it. Their narrative is done. Yeah, he's a system runner. This is a system quarterback. Uh, This is a system Super Bowl appearance. (laughs) What I want to know is if they win the game next game, will there be a system parade? There will. The, the system will have to go up Market Street. They'll probably use a cable car system. Yeah, we might, we'll have to do it on a system, some kind of a system, because we are – he's a system guy. Uh, MF says, Purdy's scramble ability, fire. Yeah, Purdy – to me, the one thing that really stood out in this game is that Brock Purdy 
if you want to say, what is he really? He's just a really kind of smart, competitive, kind of sneaky athletic guy who at his core is just super competitive. Is he the best at anything? Probably not. Does he throw it the best? No. But you know what? Uh, he's his, He plays the game with rhythm and on time. The interesting thing about Brock Purdy is all he said earlier this week was he, he talked about momentum. And then he's like, we really want to make sure that we have positive momentum and this and that. And it was like a weird word to use for him. And then sure enough, we get into this game and and he really, when they seize momentum, he just went for it. He was just like not going to be denied. And it, it's, you know, he's, you guys watch Niner football. He doesn't run like that every week. Um, he probably get, he probably wouldn't last five games if he did, but you know what? There's money on the table. It's January football. You get a big ring at the Super Bowl, and it's worth it. You know, as they say, the hat and t-shirt game. So he, he was, he was just wanted it tonight when you have that level of a competitor, because ultimately, if you think about it, there's, there's a lot of guys with great arms. There's a lot of guys who read it well and this and that. What makes Mahomes Mahomes? He's a freaking awesome competitor. And um, what's making Brock Purdy, what's his best trait? It's probably that too. He's just a really great competitor. And you saw it tonight uh, making plays and being smart with the ball and outside of the one interception. Um, and uh, the big 51 yards of rushing, that was huge. Absolutely huge. You know, um, I got I got a question. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this is looking ahead a little bit, but just talking about momentum, just because uh, I think we just kind of keep talking about it. Um, you know, LaFleur had the strategy of they were going to take the ball no matter what, start the game. And of course, right. Shanahan's going to always want to defer. And they came out, scored immediately. Same thing happened today with Detroit. Um, and obviously, it's just the Niners just can't do what they want to do when they're you know, even down seven to start a game. Like, unless they drive right down the field and score a touchdown to match, like, they all of a sudden are behind the eight ball and their defense can't play the same way and their interior O-line gets beat up and in all of these, like, obvious passing situations. The Chiefs, um, I think they've scored on, like, you know, there was some stat, like, basically, like, every, you know, Patrick Mahomes Chief game, like, the opening drive they score. I worry a little bit about Shanahan. There, by the way, did you said the Niners are favored. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is nine, one and one now, ten one and one, career as an underdog. True. I'll, also, we, eight, I hear what you're, yeah. we're, we're saying. Take the ball. Take, yeah, the I want to take, yes. take, take the ball. I want to take the ball. Take the ball. It's not a bad idea. I know Kyle doesn't he like yeah. going against his tendencies. He has a textbook that he believes is the correct text in order how to win games, and it's certainly worked for him more often than it's failed him. But you got to be in the game that you're in, not the plan that you have. You and know, I do think that there is something to take in the ball because we've seen how behind the ball the Niners have been. To It is amazing that the Niners have reached the Super Bowl playing – I think, arguably, their two worst games of the year in the postseason. Certainly, a game and a half, anyways. The second yeah. half of this game got better, but well, uh, maybe and maybe when we sing the worst, maybe this is what it looks like when you're playing the best teams and the biggest games. Is there's more adversity? I don't know, but you're right though. They're, they 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 have not looked good and and really got it going. They look pretty good against the Commanders at times, but yeah, I mean, since the Baltimore game, they've looked kind of. Eh. 
Just I really okay. do believe, though, like if they got up versus either of these teams, like it, do, it doesn't matter. They could have came into the game with the same exact game plan. Everything's the same. If the Niners like got up early, like 7-0 or 10-0. Like I think those the, both of these games could have been blowouts. Yeah, because, um, you know, Kansas City deferred today. Uh, Reed, Andy Reed will defer just like Kyle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting who wins that coin toss because whoever wins has a history of deferring. But the Chiefs score and they don't score a lot of points in the second half no no that's what i was gonna say it i think it's 18 of 19 games this year the under has cashed in the second half of the chiefs game you saw it today i mean it was, they literally yeah. went five punts and then a kneel down in the second they, 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 you know, they get real conservative right now right they're they're feeding it to pacheco a ton probably right um, and then, and they're because they don't trust their receivers because their tr- receivers lead the NFL. Their wide receivers alone had 25 drops this year, 25 drops. They had 40 something as a team. So, uh, both led that, the NFL. That might be uh, the best comment. I just saw the $5 by Jim Baker. He hold on a second. Dan, don't jump ahead. Look at Dan. He's always <laughs> reading. It's great. Okay. Hold Damn, on, Dan. Dan. Austin says this game felt like a movie. Unreal swing of momentum. One. Made one hell of a catch. He sealed a new contract tonight. Maybe, maybe somewhere. I'm not sure if he'll be here, but hopefully. Daza says it feels like every week we talk about the run D, and in the first half it was awful. Yeah, I mean they just got not. not it wasn't just the run D like for big plays either. Um, the Lions line was pushing the Niner front back. They were getting big yardage, five, six, seven, eight yards on these runs. It wasn't like the Niners were, you know, stuffing the run. The Lions were pushing the Niners around. It was coming easy. Like the first three and a half yards beyond the line of scrimmage were untouched yards in every run. I mean, they got first down on a third and 12. Right. They did whatever the hell they wanted. The Niners couldn't get off the field to save their life. They were done. They were literally done. I didn't. Did anybody raise your hand if you thought the Niners had a chance at halftime? But, but the, I had a caveat. The caveat was simply it takes nothing more than the best half you've probably ever seen in playoff history from this franchise while the Lions are making a mistake or two. I, That's I'll the be worst. Honest. I'll I've be honest. The- I'm going to be honest. I, I was, I spent a good two or three minutes thinking about what desserts do they have in the press box up there that <laughs> I could, because I know they sometimes have the, um, you know, the, uh, the, uh, let's call the rice crispy treats, right? Sometimes they get them. And sometimes, so I, I was thinking, well, how many of those treats could I get before the game ends? Cause I was just planning the rest of my eating actually at that point um, to be completely honest. I'd given up. You guys really thought you really thought they were down 24 seven the way the, they didn't look like they could stop the lions at all. And you really thought they had a shot. I, I'll admit, I don't like to quit on my team early. I'm not that guy. But I mean, down twenty four seven in this game, I thought this thing was a freaking they, wrap. They had a shot. Thought, they had a shot only because they were down only seventeen. But yeah, it, I I could have made the argument that they should have been down by way more because it, it just looked terrible. I never, I'm, I haven't I'm seen the, the defense play that, that bad in a long time. The Niners were getting the ball coming out of half. I thought that was yeah, exactly. a little momentum shifter in the back of my mind. Okay, Niners get the ball. Hey, we put up seven, which didn't end up happening. Right, they ended up kicking three out of half but going i didn't wanted to jump in on the defense yeah what i what i've hated it's been a theme is that this team has been late to get to the flat like how many flat passes did the packers and the lions complete that are easy completions into the flat and they're turning it's pitch and and catch i mean there's going up field and it's a 10 yard game 
So that's something they got to clean up. And the other thing is, how many third and longs did the Lions convert oh. tonight? There was there like a third and eighteen. Oh my god! They, correct me you, if I'm wrong. You third never. I was thinking to myself, what what down and distance on third down would I feel comfortable that they couldn't get? And I was like, ah, eh, probably about twenty five. They you get the third and twenty five, maybe you can have a chance to get them off get off the field. I mean, it just looked like they were going to do whatever they wanted. That's that's what was so scary when I watched the Lions the last month. I was like, wow, you know what? Golf can find Amon Ra. The way Golf throws these kind of accurate, intermediate, and short lasers, and the way Amon Ra's body control is so crazy, and his and his hand eye is really good. His hands are really good. It's like they can almost just do kind of anything they want. It's like you can't really stop them if they really are in in real lockstep because golf throws great ball in the short area, and I'm on Ra's perfect with the route running. So, yeah, I mean, every time they had third and 18, something like that, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, there's no way they're going to get off the field, and they didn't. So, I mean, how about the one where Gibbs was like was a third and 13, and he, he ran for exactly 13? Um, oh, and I mean, Chase Young bit down on the line and, yeah. and, and gave I mean, away that was the a, edge. It just didn't feel like the 49ers were coming back. And then the momentum swung uh, on the on the forced fumble. And suddenly the Lions started to look kind of young. You I almost thought that it swung before then. Really, I mean, like Campbell, uh, again, forget about the score. Forget about right. analytics. This is a possession. This We're counting possessions here now. How much damage would would you be negatively affected if you went back up by three scores in this game? And Dan Campbell said, yes, I would be negatively affected if the three scores that I am up doesn't include another touchdown, which was just the wrong way to think about it. Like year two of the Dan Campbell experience, you want to go ahead, you want to establish that culture. We, you know, we're, we're an aggressive football team now. I get it. I get it. This, that's a regular season choice. You got to put regular season choices away when you're in the postseason. And it's like, if the Niners are going to come back here, they're going to have to do something real special in their next five possessions. They so didn't name an MVP, right? There was no MVP, right? Not that I know of. Um, of this game? No, yeah, I, I they, they don't have a, they don't have an NFC uh, NFC open uh, you know player of the game. Um, Ooh, that, that's a good. Flav uh, like says topic. this. He says, "I think if this was the Super Bowl, Purdy wins the MVP." Can't wait to hear what the media has to say about game manager Brock tonight. That, that's um, what I was going to ask. Like, what if this if there if this was the Super Bowl? Like, who was who would be the MVP? It has think? to be Brock. Yeah, it would have been Brock or CMC. Yeah, CMC. It would have been, I think it would have been Christian McCaffrey. 20 carries, 90 yards, two hit, touchdowns hit on the ground, four catches, and 42 yards for Christian McCaffrey. I think his numbers end up getting it for yeah. him. Um, yeah, McCaffrey did have a, have a hell of a night. Some sweet um, blocks, too, for McCaffrey, just getting annihilated. I love they got juice involved in the game today. Yeah. 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, McCaffrey. McCaffrey was incredible. Um, you know, I thought it was amazing watching Laporta and St. Brown. That duo combined for 16 catches for 184 yards. My God, Laporta and 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 Amon Ra look like they're going to be, 
you know, that's a nice. They were ultimate zone beaters, ultimate zone beaters. It felt like every single time Laporta caught the ball, there was no one around him. He's just right by himself and broken plays almost. Basically, Kelsey had what 11 catches on 11 targets. He was incredible. He could have been named MVP of the AFC championship game if they were given that out. And, you know, I was, was, you know, where, where was Kittle in this game? Where was Kittle? Kittle was in there blocking his ass off against Hutchinson. And there were two batted down passes at the line of scrimmage early. You go back to to any game this year where that's happening to Brock, the 49ers usually lose lose that game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chris Jones is going to just, ah, you know, Chris Jones is going to get a couple. Mm, I know. I was talking to Banks. I go, hey, Chris Jones, huh? And he's like, yeah, you know. Anybody who's playing defensive tackle, we're gonna we're gonna be button heads. I'll, I'll take Chris Jones. Or, oh, I'll, I'll take him over Aaron Donald in a big game any day of the week. Long Spags oh, is calling God. that Chris defense. Jones is, he's a beast. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, Charles Menahue, by the way, did you see him today? He got hurt. I don't know if he came back. Strip in. sack and hurt and got. Oh, hurt. he got hurt. I didn't see him get hurt. Yeah, Carloftis um, too. I, I'm a big Carloftis guy. Oh, Carloftis popped on the ball. Super Bowl, but I think. He's a really good defensive lineman. He went Purdue to Boilermakers. He went to Nick Purdue. Perkins uh, fan club over here. All right, Mister Thirty Three Degrees says 49er D line have got to press Mahomes and shut down Taylor Swift's boy toy to have a chance at this. No Super Bowl oh. preview yet. It's too early, dude. Let's 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 bask in the moment that was the 49ers just winning would, a game that they should forget. Forget the Niners for a second, and let's dream big. What? Would it do to the channel, Kev, if we could get Taylor Swift on Wake Up? <laughs> what would that do to Wake Up? Would, would, would that would that help our view count? Well, I'm thinking about the premium subscribers. Actually, how many premiums? No, well, we'd only release it to the premium subscribers. <laughs> it would be behind a paywall, obviously. No. Of course, uh, we'd have to do it behind a paywall. I don't uh, want to do the Bruce Kruger thing. and Swift shit talk uh, media, media guys. Damon and I are wearing those those jackets with our like, favorite players. I know if that's gonna be a huge Swift, narrative, bro. <laughs> if we land Swift, what would you give me if we land Swift for the channel? Probably like fifty thousand. We're gonna be in Vegas. It would be something crazy. And we do know the sandwich czar. Um, you know, there's no question we could. We, and I we travel in we travel in in big circles. D, what do you think? Look at you what's a, our, you got a what's our chances at Swift? Do we have any with, chance at Swift on the channel? Let's just start with Bonnie Jill Laughlin and see if we can work past that. She knows Swift? Yeah. No, but I know her. Boy, we're not getting Taylor. So Taylor is in Japan, apparently, like the night before the Super Bowl. Really? Oh, uh, damn. Otherwise, that? she'd be on with us. Tokyo, and she's going to fly back, what, private plane, and she'll get a day back. So she'll actually be in Tokyo on sunday but then land back in vegas on saturday or something i don't know look i don't uh, kev you're on that you're on that kev you're our people and their breaking people. news taylor swift will be losing a day yeah kev you're on that okay so we got uh, flesh that out for us Kev, you get you get two hundred bucks this week for video editing if you land Taylor Swift. If you can land Swift, we're gonna (laughs) yeah, we're thinking about maybe we we got a big Super Bowl and there's gonna be we're gonna increase your office size. Okay, we we got the big Super Bowl and there'll be more talk of Christian Hughcheck than Kyle and more talk of Taylor Swift 
than Travis Kelsey in this. Does that bother league. you, Danny? You seem very mad about that. Yeah, it bugs me. Yeah, it bugs me. Okay, all right. It's good honesty. It's good honesty. Uh, Flav says Tart showed up tonight, luckily in a Lions jersey. Oh, look at that. Do yeah, we have that is a, facts. But do we have to take a drive-by on Joukowsky? I mean, at the end of the day, one of our favorite guys. Uh, Andy707 says, I'm sipping slow gin. Go Niners. Love you. Slow gin. You know, all I'll say is if you drink gin and you're, you know, playing golf or something, bring some water with you and it dries you out. You don't want to get dried out. Uh, SS says, you think we keep Chase Young next year? No. I thought Chase Young played one of his better games, to be honest. He had one big tackle for a loss. But, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, maybe he'll make himself some big money with how he plays in this in this next game. The world will be watching. I thought he played in a, uh, played pretty well tonight p- compared to the way he's played so far. But really, what did you think he did well? Well, I mean, I, to point. me, he set the edge a couple times. He had one tackle for a loss. I know. I don't know, know if I'm going crazy, fine. but I I just keep seeing him extend his arm and just guys running right past him. I I don't know if I'm going crazy if I just keep yeah. seeing that. But I saw it a lot on the TL. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys talked about Nick Bosa. I'm gonna tell him you said that, that by the way. Thought Nick Bosa was awesome today, oh. and I was I was pushing back on kind of the Nick Bosa hate. I thought he was really good against the Packers too. People just are looking at the stat, uh, the sack column, and seeing the zero there. But he he had multiple pressures against Love today. We saw the sacks show up. He got golf, you know, in a couple of key situations. I think one of them ended up being another third and long conversion. But nonetheless, Nick Bosa showed up. And showed out, and we're going to need that again going against Pat Mahomes. No question. Joe Castaneda says Gibson's going to start this game, right? Oh yeah. What do you think he got hurt? No, he's going to start. And he says, "Go Larry, go Damon, and love all y'all here." There we go. Thank you, Andy. Love. I don't say all y'all enough. <laughs> You're not I, Southern. You shouldn't say it. It's not your. No, but I mean, I feel like it's it's a, it makes it's the kind of thing that you say that people like you more after you say something like that. I, I, how all y'all doing? You know, it's convenient for sure. Yeah, might be regional. Maybe it's more regional. Doesn't, Doesn't work roll everywhere. Off your tongue. Hall y'all, uh, or hi y'all. Uh, Jeff G, what a win! And thank you, Krug Show. What a year! Thanks for the content this year, Kev Krug. Celebrate twenty four hours. Then back to business. Purdy will be the difference. 24 hours, Jeff. Yeah, we're not celebrating. We're not we're not celebrating nothing. Kev's gonna Kev's gonna demand I like do some video and the show's over, and then I'm gonna have to do another one and another one. He's he just drives me incredibly uh you know, otherwise, you know, we'd be on easy street. But we are gonna go to Vegas and we're gonna produce a ton of content. Um, and it's gonna be an amazing week in Vegas. An amazing week. Uh, Mr. 33 degrees, no disrespect, but Dan Campbell gets a lot of respect for being an idiot meathead gambler, but I like him too. I like him too. I do. Yay, Dan. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. It doesn't matter if it's fourth and two from the two. I will not go with a dominant running back who's averaging six yards a carry. I will kick gonna, a field goal. I'm going to treat Dan. my kicker like he's got three toes and not even send him out there. I don't. I'm going to you know, radically run this game when if I just settled for field goals across the board, I would have won probably by a touchdown. Come on, Deese. Deese nuts. How about, come on, Deese, do you need experience? I mean, he, he, he may have gotten out coached. I mean, I know everybody – we'll see how the national media handles it tomorrow because everybody loves everybody. And Dan Campbell's a favorite of everybody's and the Lions are darlings, and it's a great story either way. 
Um, but and and it's not like it's some story either. He's a legit great football coach who's surrounded himself with a good D coordinator, a good O coordinator, a great GM, lots of great talent, you know, and he's a motivator. He's they got a lot of good things going on there in Detroit, and it's real. It'll be interesting though to see how they but, do next year. But he ga- he gagged in this game, right? I, I like Dan Campbell, but the one thing I will say is that they're definitely in the honeymoon stage with him, and that everything that he does is amazing, and everyone laughs. If they have another postseason run that ends with terrible decisions to go on fourth down, that shit's going to get real old real fast, and they're going to be like, "This guy's not. This doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing." Also, look at Philadelphia, how they uh, w- losing their coordinators. They're going to lose uh, uh, Johnson, Ben Johnson, and it'll be interesting to see who they bring in because. They're bringing in Fangio, and they're talking about um, who's the Eagles former are. Arizona Cliff. Kingsbury. No, I'm talking about Detroit. When Detroit loses Ben Johnson as an oh, right. offensive coordinator, he's going to Washington. That could yeah. change the that could change them next year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ask, and if you don't think so, ask go ask Philly how they how they That's feel about yeah. bringing in new dodged, coordinators. You want to know who dodged the biggest media bullet though this week though? Maybe one of who? the biggest ever, Kyle Shanahan. Had this team petered out in the third straight NFC championship game in a row and gotten its doors blown off, it would have just been a disaster. Oh, I know. It would have been a PR nightmare with every single negative opinion about Kyle Shanahan now brought to the point where it's indefensible. Like, if you want to say that this guy only gags on big moments, what evidence would you have had to say, no, I think you're wrong about that. Let me tell you why I like it. It would have been one of those. But you know the way that is, too. That He doesn't have – there's real pressure and fake pressure. Oh, no. He's got kind of fake pressure, right? Because he's got a $12 million house. He's got a long-term contract extension. The owner swears he loves him. The GM he, but it's a valid argument. It's a real valid argument now. I I saw takes on the. I agree. I saw uh, takes on my timeline that (laughs) the 49ers needed to blow it up, get rid of Shanahan, and bring in Belichick. This is about (laughs) halftime. Well, Larry, I was thinking about you know what you've been saying that you know you you can pay your coaches whatever you want. If this doesn't happen, maybe bring in Belichick as a defensive coordinator. Not, I don't even know how that would work. Who's talking in the meetings? Like, what would Kyle have to say if Bill Belichick were also? I mean, in the I've room? heard people. I mean, when you hear think, rumors like, "Well, Belichick's going to be on television," that's the worst television of all time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Suck. I mean, why would, why would he do that? That He's would be ridiculous. I, and I think it, way less of him if he went on television. Yeah. Don't go on television. But I, to me, I'd think more. He's the kind of guy that would take a defensive coordinator position. I think if he thought he could win a ring, because ultimately that's what he wants to do. He's a coach. But again, if you're Kyle, how would you even justify that? And then you do win. Well, you, I think you, you know what you want it because Bill Belichick joins your staff. Like it I know. Been- well, here's the thing. Weird. It only works if some reason Wilkes wants to move on, and they win the Super Bowl, because it then Kyle's not going to you know have Bill Belichick push him over the top. But if he gets the Super Bowl, he would gladly have Belichick probably help him win number two. How about uh, Mike you know, Vrabel as the defensive coordinator next year if he doesn't get a job? But who who would be the defensive coordinator like dudes? I like bring in Vra- I bring in Vrabel if, if Vrabel's not stuff. Vrabel's a head coach. But he, he's not if he doesn't get a job. I mean Fangio just, just Dan went Quinn leaving. Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn. There you go. Dan Quinn. I'd take Dan Quinn. That's if he's leaving Dallas. Seems like a bit of a lateral move, though. What do you guys think? Is Dan Quinn going to stay in Dallas? Maybe he'll stay in Dallas. What do you think, though, of the wide nine uh, with this defense? It seems to be getting torched on the the run, and they're not getting any sacks. What's going on with Kacarek's line? Yeah, I mean, it's – 
They're not getting home. They're getting pressures now, um, but they're not. I mean, Bosa got home twice today, but the rest of them are not getting home. Uh, and today they got pushed around on the line of scrimmage. The one to me, the most disappointing part of this game was Javon Hargrave against Awasika and the fact that he I expected Javon Hargrave to dominate. And then they just kind of comboed Hargrave a few times and just totally eliminated him. He was just total non-factor. Eric, uh, that Arnold was disappointing. Didn't get used in this game really at any point in time either. This he is, had a uh, tackle for a loss, I believe. Armstead had won, didn't he? He had a fumble recovery also. He had the big fumble recovery. Who just, caused I, that? Was that Gibson or Gibson? That, that was Gibson, Gibson who who uh, caused that. Andy seven hundred seven says you guys are the best. Love you. Thank you, Andy. Um, I just can't re- really recall any times where they just ran the ball into the line and the D line just kind of like suffocated them and just <laughs> one, them that didn't happen. Yeah, one or one or two plays. That was it. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Otherwise, now, it was at least they got at least four. It felt like the, every yeah. time they ran it. The postman in Capitola. I think that's his. Is that say oy oy oy? It does. Oy, oy, oy. There you go. Says, oy, oy, oy. Is that what people call you now? Are you being, can you be, if, is it, if I go up to you on the street and I say, oy, 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 what do you do, Damon? Do you, is there a special handshake or oh, he's you hand looking. out a sticker or something? What, how does it work? Well, I know that you're clearly local. And you know what you're I talking work, about. I work mostly local. Yeah. I'm just kind of slumming it local. Yeah. You're, I, I, you're a man of uh, Bay area distinction. Though Danny is international. Um, behind the walls of Del Boca Vista, or at least a uh, different state. Oh, look at that. Now I'm in the dark. So, what I said, it was motion detection. We'll see. You just uh, camp out there as long as you can. Just Larry Kruger needs to go in motion to keep the lights on. <laughs> motion detection. So, jogging in place. Guys, I'm here. I'm still here. <laughs> you know, you're still well lit, though, Larry. We can see you. Yeah, you don't. You're fine. You All don't right. look bad. Okay. You actually look not as well lit as it's actually. I'm, I'm better in like you are. softer lights. Yeah, mood lighting. Thank you. Yeah, mood light. as well. Are you as well lit as Damon though? Damon's had how many shots? Damon's had a lot. Of, oh, look at that! Look at Danny lit. See how <laughs> he see the words. play on words. I think That's it is a challenge, Dan. Come on, go for I think it. it is a challenge. Dan. Chug it, chug it. It's, I got to be up with Gianna on KPIX at six forty-five. That means that for wait, just for that. You know what? If you were one of my like, you know, college buddies, just for that excuse right there, we'd have to make it two shots. No, because I just do a show with you. Then I got my own show. You get one more. First of all, I've been drinking since you were all in diapers. Come on. Don't me. Wait a second. Wait, before you take the one. Oh, I was going to say. Before you had those kids, you would take two. Yeah, dude. Damon used to party. You used to. You used to be somebody, man. People, you were a big deal there for a while. <laughs> well, you know, when they had that radio prestige, yeah, it really, it really, you really were. You had it going there for a little while. Um, <laughs> now I, right. now I'm only rumored to be important by Ryan Leong in press boxes. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Wait until I tell you this one. You're, you know, this guy, another guy. I mean, tomorrow. He, Remember, tomorrow. behind the paywall tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Paywall. Exactly. Behind the paywall. And there, if, if did I break his jaw or not? We'll do a video on that, and then we'll put it behind the payroll. <laughs> I, I, you know, the channel would get some bad pub. There would be some people that probably said, you know what, I don't want to listen to this anymore. But there'd be some people. We would open new frontiers, and we would get new, you know, new, new, new viewers. Jeff G says, "Thank you again, Krug Show. First time, long time, Jeff. Appreciate you, brother." 
Appreciate you. James Foster's in the house of regular. He says, I'm sorry, Ryan Clark has to come on TV tomorrow and continue to lie to us about how good Brock Purdy is. Oh, that is awesome. The hardest, hardest th thing I had the hardest do. thing I've ever had to do is to listen to Ryan Clark talk about 49er football. Did did Ryan Clark was he not honest with us originally, or is he not being honest about his producer telling him to change his mind? Yeah. Well, it's like uh, it's like when you find out one of your friends is like just involved in like some multi-level lie with some other friend that they have. Does that make you feel like your friend's less likely or more likely to lie to you? Right. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll be Ponzi scheme? You you work in Ponzi scheme? <laughs> I, I Jeff G has become a YouTube member. A little clap for Jeff G. Absolutely. Terrence Sullivan has become a YouTube member. Thanks to Terrence. Come on aboard. Big T. Big Big T. That's right. TS. The big TS. Old man Sullivan's kid. Uh Chef Craig's 360. Just just saying, hey, you know what? Sprinkle it. I, I, I'm Chef I'm here. Motherfucking Craig. I'm, I'm here. That's my avatar, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, that's basically what, that's what that's about. You can tell Larry's going to the Super Bowl. He's spicy tonight. I'm spicy. I'm, I'm the feeling one doing it. shots. You're sitting in the dark swearing. I love it. I'm sitting in the dark at Levi's. Oh, man. What a night. What a night. Uh, and this was Candlestick. I'd have to encounter three raccoons on the way to my vehicle, but it's not. It's Levi's. Uh, Christopher Walker, fireworks in Visalia, California, after the win, LOL. That's There's a, land a lot of, of fireworks going off here in the city. That's a land of uh, Visalia is the home of the great David Lombardi. And I met him and his uh, his his wife in the parking lot before the game. Very, very uh, handsome couple. Jim Baker says, Dan Campbell is that guy that gets dealt a 19 in blackjack blackjack and yells hit me. That's the <laughs> one I was cracking up at. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Jim. Mon Green Eggcorn. Uh Purdy avoiding the sack, scramble left and drill juice for the tight rope first down elite gunslinger. How about the footwork by use check on that? Yeah. Oh, just twinkle toe. Oh, I know. Hughes check was just showing off tonight at times. He was so good. He was so good. Isn't it funny, too? You put the money on the table and suddenly, like, the big boys show up. All right. Thanks for getting us here. Now I'll make all these super incredible plays. I went to Harvard. I'm smart. My wife's going to make millions, and I can tap. I can tiptoe the sideline. She, she's an entrepreneur, dude. She Everyone's she, wearing her stuff. She's everywhere. She's it's a, a, I mean, there's all the stupid, like, um, I mean, you have two Clay weeks Thompson's to narratives. Yeah, the, those narratives are going to be going wild. She's going to be making a lot of money. This is this is way bigger than the big hat thing earlier in the year. Remember the big hat? The big hat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big hat. Sherpagni in the house. I always told you we didn't need Lance, Larry. The big hats weren't for me, but they always made me smile when I saw them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I wouldn't rock I saw that, a big hat today. Yeah, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like smile. a unicycle. It's you know just I mean? so ridiculous. Yeah. You're just like, it's kind of like a unicycle. You wouldn't ever want to be riding a unicycle, but it looks kind of cool to see one. <laughs> Makes you smile. Makes you smile. Hey, look at that person. They've got incredible balance. By the way, a lot of Lions fans look like they got in there tonight. Oh, lots of Lions fans. Lots of Lions fans. Also, what, was, what a bad, what a bad beat, by the way. You lost. You spent tons of money, and you're going back to Detroit in first late January and first 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 week in February. It's going to be freezing to watch the Niners in Vegas against the Chiefs in a game that you know 
you should have been in. Right. I mean, you this this were- will feel, this is a bitter defeat for the for uh, for Campbell and for those young lions. They're going to be awesome, though, to me. And I said it all week. I think I told Damon this. Um, they are the 84 Bears. That's who they are. They're really, really good. They're coming. And next year, watch the heck out for the Lions. But this year, they're still just getting better. And the Niners had, I mean, not, if you said one word to describe tonight's game, I would say the Niners escaped with a victory. It was like last week in a row. This escaped. is what I was going to start to show off with when I said the negative and the positive, and I'll just do positive first. Right. This is my negative. I really, really, truly believe that they had to have like three or four things happen. And if those things didn't happen, they were going to lose this game. And those things were, I'll start off with the first one. Ayuk getting that 51 yard reception that was basically an interception and then just bounced into his hands. Obviously, just huge luck play. Two fourth down drops by Reynolds. He was, he, I tweeted out, he was the 12th man on the 49ers defense. Like that was just a huge, just momentum shifting both times. And he did twice. Will the Niners give him a ring if they win? Seriously, they should. And, and the Dan Campbell fourth and three deciding to pass when he's had Montgomery just running it down. Right. The Montgomery's rumbling. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, they can never stop that ever again. Or kick a field goal and then they go the, fl- the next play. It's yeah. flea flicker. Right, they're picking I mean, up third and 12 on the ground, but fourth and three, forget it. We're going in the air. 30 and you kick <laughs> yeah. a field goal to tie the game. I'm going to pass it. Wait, am, I cra- am I crazy or like, was there not like three different like semi flea flickers? In Two that flea game? flickers for sure, right? Two, Two for sure. For sure. And then a, a half a flicker on one. Yeah, I think. yeah. Not a, a, you know, suddenly the guy who didn't make himself a lot of money tonight, or maybe he did, is the new commander's coach. It was Ben Johnson, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like on one hand, yeah, you guys accumulated the all kinds of great points this year and you have some awesome young talent, but I mean, his, I don't know if that he could say that he's some awesome feel guy. I mean, they literally could have put this game away if they just fed Montgomery about five to 10 more carries. He'd had as many as 32 on the year and to only give, I mean, what kind of team averages 6.3 a carry with a 225 pound running back that nobody on the Niner defense looks like they have any interest in standing in front of. And you give him 15 carries, he goes for six two a carry. You don't like go to, you don't hand him the ball on second and goal from the two. You, you go for the Badgley field goal. I mean, Dan Campbell, you know, the lack of experience, he he blew this one, man. If this were if this were a New York running? team, if this were a bigger market team, I think I don't know how they'll respond to Dan Campbell because everybody loves him. He's America's darling in Detroit. I don't know how negative they are, but Dan Campbell gagged. Some the of the Niners most had a great comeback, but Dan Campbell gagged. Some of the most egregious play decisions I've I've seen in a game. Just yeah. egregious. He, he he freaking gagged. There's no doubt. What's the mind. fix to this run defense? Is it is it moving away from the wide nine? I mean, that's kind of the Niners thing, but something's got to change. These are two games you, in a row. You need where better. You know, you, you need you edge. need some safeties. I mean, you saw Jair Brown. Jair Brown is more of what they need. They need they need Gibson. They need another Jair Brown. Gibson's a good player in coverage, but he's inconsistent coming forward against the run. And he's he's not a great man-to-man cover guy either. So he's just he's kind of heads up and heady and smart. And he's, you know, he'll if the ball's tipped in the air, he and he'll occasionally have a big hit. And he had a couple big hits in this one, but he's not 
this awesome run defender and he's not a great uh pass defender by the so. way a guy named sean hensley in the chat said this was a system opponent choke job <laughs> it really wasn't <laughs> a system choke but, I, I, <clears throat> sorry, I think they need a oh, big ahead, lunch stuff for d tackle i, I they, they're not getting any movement up front. Like, Armstead's yeah. good. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, and there's he's a more, bunch he's of a leaner, He's a leaner, taller, skinnier guy. Hargrave's more of a pass-rushing a pass defensive tackle. They're going to have to go de-tackle at least a couple times in this in this draft for sure. And you might want to have – you might want more snaps for Kinlaw out there. Look, there, there's no fixing it between – here's a little dirty secret. Maybe the 49ers run defense just isn't that good. And they no, it's not. Them. I mean, they lost. Look, think about who they lost, Damon. They they had Tart, they had Ward, they had Mosley, they had Aziz Al Shayir, they had Samson Abukam, who was really strong at setting an edge. You lost five right. really good run defenders, and not, it's not surprising that their run D is not as good. Well, and here's what they also had going for them all year: all these leads, all the leads that other yeah. teams were throwing the ball and chasing the scoreboard. And I think the Niners. That's their best below, run defender is their offense. Yeah, the, the the Niners below average run defense was seriously covered up by an above average offense that that kept the ball um, and 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 put a lot of teams in position to where they had to throw pretty much exclusively in the second half of football games. So the Niners are are they got a they got a little bit of an illusion that they got to cover up. And I'll tell you the way Isaiah Pacheco was running today running today, like look out. Look at what Damon. Te- look at Damon. He's you know, he's done this before. He's teasing ahead. He's teasing ahead in the show. Um, let's do this. Let me roll through about 10 of these, and then uh, we'll, I got a question for you about the Super Bowl. Rocky Von Wagner. This is 49ers also played two poor games. Kansas City has played two of their best. It's time for a good one for us and an off game for Kansas City. Got to beat the best to be the best. Well said. Um, Jim Baker says, you know what? Damon, here's 20 bucks. Purdy will end up four and two in the postseason in his first two years. Mahomes will have his third Super Bowl ring. And while every quarterback will be chasing their peers, Mahomes will only be chasing ghosts. Name Tom Brady. Mahomes is special. That doesn't sound good. Uh, there's no question. Uh, listings to leads, just saying, hey, you know what? There you go. Bernie's in the house. And he says, Purdy to Ayuk play equals the immaculate deflection. Did Damon say that earlier? I did. It wasn't did mine. Did you read the chat ahead or did you? No, it came. So during you, my post game show, I have said, Have you copyrighted it yet? That was, a, we got to name that. That was good. But the, the fluke to Ayuk is also very good. I like the that. Fluke to Ayuk. I think also immaculate stolen. deflection is, is Lombardi's. Yeah. Is oh, it? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Uh, Chef Craig 360. Damon, debunk the conspiracy theory about scripted games, please. Oh, I'm happy to. Are you ready? Here you go. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you, wait, are you gonna hold wait? Hold on a second. If you're gonna do this right, let's give Damon if he's no, gonna do you it. Focus in on Kevin if I'm gonna do this right. <laughs> there we go. There you go. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Damon Bruce, and I would like to prove to you once and for all that not a single NFL game is rigged with a predetermined outcome. Because if it were the Dallas Cowboys would be in every single Super Bowl. Not some of them, not a few of them, but all of them. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Look at that. Look at that. Um, okay, my wife, words of wisdom said, my wife Eva is wearing her lucky 49er thong. Four kids with it. She delivered a win today and won an 
and one on Super Bowl Sunday equals six. Show just hit the Vegas vibe. Look at That's that. What I'm talking about TMI, maybe, maybe a little TMI for Kev. Kev's like, nice. hey man, come on. I just wasn't expecting that. I was come on, man. Come I'm on, glad to man. Know I'm cooler than that. I, I don't hang. That's not the. It's not the way I roll. This isn't a granny panty show. We got thongs, man. Yeah, seriously. Kev's like, are you kidding me? I could tell you stories. All right, listings to lead says the Niners stepped up in the second half, second half, second and half. But I think he meant second half. Bang bang Niner gang. Bang, I, bang. How many? What's the over under on the number of times, Damon? We will hear in Vegas next week the phrase "bang bang Niner gang." Like just from ninety five seven, the game hosts or or fans too. <laughs> Oh, look at you. Don't take shots. I've been taking shots. I'm feeling spicy. You have been taking shots. I'm not, I don't like to go that way. I like to you know treat everybody real friendly. Say 350. I'll put it at 350. 350. Andy707 says, go Niners. Love it. Digital Drew's in the house. Cold night in Chicago, but he's watching. He says, I have three ass cheeks. The Peyton clip offends me. Dan, uh, do we have a Dan Campbell? Have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. <laughs> Can I hear one more time? Knees bitten. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. That's this just sounds like assaulting a disabled person. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's. I don't care if you can. You can't stand up. You're sitting in a chair. I mean, I I like it, but at the same time, it's kind of offensive. Uh, Words of wisdom. Said it on Damon's show. Wife Eva and I will be at Circa Saturday night. We got your first drink at Legacy Club. Best drinks in Vegas. Trust us. Great view. All right. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if we're going to still be there on Saturday night. Maybe we can meet up earlier. Hopefully the wife will be rocking her lucky thong and we'll all party. That was the last guy. Don't look like confused. That's words of wisdom. It's also him. Oh, okay. It's one of my regs, Larry. All right. Just making sure. The last thing you want to do is confuse your wife in the thong story. Yeah. You just want to make sure you get that straight. Like who's who. You don't want to go um, to the wrong person and ask them if they're wearing their lucky phone. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it does. It's, you know, in a lot of situations, it's one of those, like, you know, it's like your, it's like your split finger fastball. You just want to spot it, you know, spot it a few times. Uh, Jaime, I, Jaime Contreras says countdown to Super Bowl, 13 days, 17 hours, 27 minutes. And since that's been sitting there for a while, it's probably not, not quite accurate. Daza says, "What's happening with the D line? Kacharik is considering one of consider one of the best coaches, and the D line is indeed, but hardly dominant. I don't know what to say. It's like it's a it's a weird thing. They, you know, I mean, I, it, it's they they've got a pretty decent group of guys, but then it's like they're not they're not really overpowering. You know, they don't have that overpowering guy either strength wise or speed wise." I guess Kinlaw could be considered overpowering at times, but I mean that's supposed to be Hargrave, Larry. Hargrave is yeah, the no, one Hargrave's who I supposed had to the be dominant a... bull rush. You're right. I thought he was going to take over this game today. I was wrong. So, but very Hargrave disappointing. You'd have to, to say Hargrave like was disappointing. Well, I got a question. So, looking ahead a little bit, like what would you say that the cheat that the Niners do better than the Chiefs? Would you just say like offense? Um. What are the Niners? They travel better. Uh, their fans travel better. 
Like um, I, I just, I'm both thinking about it. It's like I, Kansas City's defense is significantly better. Their well, special the Niners, teams is the Niners top notch. The Niners' defensive ends, Nick Bosa and Chase Young, should be able to win. Kansas City's had problems with their tackles all year. Their tackles have like eight or nine holding penalties each. Niners so that, wide receiver depth much better. Yeah, yeah. I think the Niners probably they don't have Tyreek Hill. They don't have a you know. I think the Niners corners could probably compete with the Chiefs receivers. I guess I, mean, I was thinking. I think the Niners are uniquely uh, set to beat them because you could say Warner against against uh, Warner right now. I mean, guys, that's the other thing we haven't really talked about. Fred Warner had thirteen tackles and he was just everywhere. He was everywhere. I mean, Fred There's, Warner uh, really is playing at a high level. He, one thing gonna, that, he'd have Kelsey. One thing that drove me crazy in this game today, though, was the play calling from Wilkes. I still go back to that third and 18. If you're going to go r- only rush four, they didn't even disguise it on that play. Like Warner wasn't even – the backers were 12 yards off the line of scrimmage, and it was obvious that there was only four rushing. And Goff had all day just to pick and choose who he was going to hit in that zone. Usually that's what frightens you see, me about the Chiefs. Like that's usually what you see, yeah. Usually you see Warner up near the line, like he's going to fake a blitz. You don't know if he's coming or not, and then he backs quickly into coverage. Both him and Greenlaw can do that, and they just went back and played this soft zone. And uh, I couldn't understand every time I counted today. The Niners rushed five something positive happened for the Niners every time. I think that's a good point. Jay Rivera says Larry living in a stadium like Baker now. Um, Annual Kane says Niners fans since 1987 go Niners. Cal says the atmosphere in the, in the second half was electric. This win was great because it puts our Niners in the Super Bowl and delays us focusing attention on the milk toast giants for another two weeks. It's true. It's true. Kalba, I definitely agree with Kalba. Happy- second half, the intensity definitely picked up. I could feel it there. In the first half, I got to be honest, I was very disappointed with my section, 108. I was turning around. This is when the Lions have the ball. Right. And no one was making noise in my section, at least not enough people. I had to turn around and say, guys, let's pick it up. Let's make some noise. But second half. You know, Niners fans, they turned it around along with the 49ers, more importantly, on the field. Do you, how does that make you feel knowing that you have to be the guy in your section to motivate your section? I, I really felt like I had to do it today. The The intensity wasn't there, you know, except for the guy directly to my right. He was cool, but I was turning around trying to get guys in. Again, there, there was an older group behind me, so I couldn't get on the older crowd too much because they probably can't – Anyway, but there were some young guys who were being quiet. Paul, I'll give it saying, to you. Hey, let's make some noise. It's third down. We got to be loud. So there were more. anyway, they picked it up in the second half. They're, there they're were learning. More. They're learning, fellas. Good. We want growth. There were multiple things said in the presser about how loud <laughs> Levi's was today. So that's on you, baller. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, uh, meme, meme friends. <laughs> meme friends is four ninety nine. Thank you, meme friends. Senior softball games is a regular. Eminem flipping out of crowd and then they choke what's what's he saying there so garner johnson absolutely was like waving goodbye to niners fans in the quarter. oh yeah he was talking put my tweet up kev yeah that that was the damn what i didn't see that i was on twitter actually until kev um made some moves and now i'm not really on right now i'm not really kind of kind of just chilling out on the side wait yeah 
Larry's locked out of Twitter right now. I'm locked out of Twitter right now. So I mean, I I couldn't. I'm not part of the fun and games. I'm not. In, I'm not. I'm not invited to the reindeer games. Um, Check this out. This was uh, at, at the second quarter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I I put that up and said, "Enjoy your flight back to uh, Detroit, you loser." Oh my god! He was he was feeling it. He was feeling himself. By the way, you just know there was some guy who's got you know car executive money or whatever the big money in Detroit now comes from who came out to this game and was on the phone with his boy just being like, yeah, man, non-refundable, pick him up. I'll see you in Vegas. See you. The- yes, get the Rain Man suite. We going. Go. Do it now. Spearmint Rhino, book the limo. Tell Debbie we're coming. You know, they they were putting all the, the not, Lions fans, you should be going to the Super Bowl. Seriously. It's gonna oh, be a rough week for Lions fans. If you oh, want to see it, the, you want to see Debo's response to. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah let's see that. Let me, let's see it. it. I tweeted it out here. This is uh, this, this is Debo. Sorry, let me see. Hey man, you got to get me when I'm looking. That's the only way you're gonna get me. Because he got cheap shotted. Yeah. Short but sweet. Is he wearing uh, a snakeskin jacket? It looks velvet. No, it's. It, I think it's snake. Really? That looks like the like one of those things where like you uh you know maybe you bring two outfits and just you know maybe I should just, get one. You can't rock that if you I, lose. The game. Should I get one for Vegas? I saw Damon commenting on the uh, why did Purdy have two backs? Yeah, Purdy Purdy walks into to Levi's tonight. He's got a travel bag with him and a backpack to he's go because pro- he's probably going to go. Maybe wants to go to the Pro Bowl. Oh no, no. But I'm saying so. He's 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 literally in the locker room that he's in every day. I don't. Why does why is he bringing so much stuff? Do you bring? Maybe he's family? having a sleepover at a friend's house. <laughs> uh, you know, people were joking. Maybe he's maybe maybe he's you know, bringing the receipts from all of his haters so he can read them at the post-game press conference. But seriously, what is a guy who's in his home home locker room bringing two bags of shit to his locker on game day? I, I'm just, I mean, I'm not criticizing. I'm just wondering what he's got with him. What are you, what are you, are you claiming Andrestine Dion or anything? I mean, what is this, no, are you look, looking curious. through Mark McGuire's hey, maybe one, locker? Maybe one what are we talking the, about? Maybe one bag's for the trophy. Yeah, yeah maybe he's got one bag for the Lombardi. I don't know. I just, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like he's on a road trip. Yeah. I just maybe, want to maybe uh, his brother Chubb is coming up and they're going to go play golf in the morning. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, they, these are questions that all have to be asked. Uh, Jason Birch says, we want, we, we want the Chiefs, Ravens, what? Revenge. 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 Oh, Chiefs, the Chiefs' revenge. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, this is going to be a revenge game either way. Yeah. Would you rather have revenge on the Chiefs or on the Ravens? To me, I, I was thinking Ravens just because they really blew it, and and John Harbaugh is still there. It's still the same, you know, deal. But I mean, Mahomes, it would be sweet to beat Mahomes. Well, you I know, mean, it's interesting. Let's be honest, Larry. If Brock Purdy's going to get his. He has to beat Mahomes in this game. That's just the way it is. We're a weird culture. He's a smaller guy. This and that. Seventh round pick. We have preconceived notions that we're not getting over. If he's really going to have his seat at the table, he has to beat. Mahomes, the you way know, that Montana had to beat Marino in '84, yeah. it's very similar, I think, in a lot of ways. You know, Larry, They're, it's it's interesting because the it feels to me 
just like this is Kyle's year to exercise all these demons. You know, we've seen the can't come back in the fourth quarter down more than five points. Check last week down 17 at half. You know, he was up supposedly with Atlanta, even though he wasn't running the defense uh, blows a 28, three. That's all on Kyle. They come back. They blow the game against the uh, chiefs and super bowl up, you know, 10, four get years a chance ago. To, get a chance to go back against KC. The call, the non-call against Boza, the holding against Eric Fisher on the big play to Tyreek Hill, referee Bill Venovich. Who's refing this Super Bowl? Bill Venovich. Oh, it what just, are you saying, Danny? Fix? I, the fix is in? I, I don't believe in a fix. I just believe in that things can, you know, just turn around. Things happen weird ways. In fact, I would love for you to get this narrative out in the uh, public uh, before the Super Bowl. What, Farhan's got to go? Ask Bosa or uh, Kyle. Hey, you know that big play that happened in the Super Bowl, the non-call? Will you be talking to Vinovich and about watching for the holds on Bosa? Just to, I, Because he doesn't call holding Vinovich. He never does. Well, I, I don't know if – I mean, he, here's the other thing, too. These games, I mean, like a game like today, they decided not to throw any flags, basically. I mean, you know, you had guys hit out of bounds and stuff, and they, they just said, you know, we're not going to really flow. How about the flags. late hit on Purdy, the helmet? They bloodied his lip. I saw that. I yeah, saw that. that was us. It was a lot easier to see on the replay than in real time, though. But he yeah. had a helmet to helmet. But the lead you know archer says Jennings needs more more love. That one-hander was fire. Fire. Um, We got this one from Bebop 1988. Larry, get Grant on. Damon's being a... Wow. Oh, come on. Let's be nice. I mean, what's Grant going to talk to me about? Football? Right, How's he going right. to do that? Let's not all get all rankled. T Titus Moeller says, do you think the struggles we've been seeing from the 49ers in the playoffs may be a side effect of a weaker NFC West, less battle-tested? No. No. I don't think so. I mean, it's just bottom line is you're going to face good teams in the playoffs. That's why they have parades. This Lions team, I'm telling you, is going to be... I mean, first of all, I mean, I hope the people who watch our show and channel understand that we kind of know what we're talking about. We told you that Green Bay was going to be tough, and people got all mad. Oh, Green Bay, this Green... They're going to win by 28, blah, 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 blah. And it was an incredibly tough game. It was like pulling teeth. It was almost lucky. And I told you again this week, people were like, oh, Larry, Damon, this is on Monday. You guys are crying wolf again. Last week it was Green Bay. Now Detroit's awesome. Okay, now the game's over. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Now that you've watched them really up close, you know what I'm talking about? Panay Sewell and Amon Ra and Jameson Williams and uh, Montgomery and Gibbs and Laporta and, J you know, I mean, they, they're just stacked. They're, they're stacked with blue chippers. And they're going to be freaking great if they get a couple more players and the Niners won't be able to compete with them in a year. But this that was year, the one team that scared me for the last year month ahead. Or two. When you kept saying, who do you fear in the, in the Niners? I kept saying Detroit over Dallas and Philly. You I did. I, you kept saying I like Detroit because uh, of the running game. And, and the weapons. I mean, the, the, their talent's legit. Legit. That's it. I got to go against that, Lair. I honestly, I you don't think, think so. I think they might be kind of 
Like, I think this was like their chance because I think Ben Johnson really? gone next year. And then think about all the praise we heaped on Green Bay last year or last week. Like, Green Bay's yeah, even Green younger. Good. They're only going to get better. Right. Um, so they're going to be battling. I don't even know. I if think Green Bay Detroit's going to be a battle royale. Maybe who knows if Caleb goes to Chicago and he's has got some magic. Maybe the maybe that division is going to be on in the next. You know, all I know is it always moves way faster than you expect. And the Eagles last year were the new up and coming team, and now they're like the new going down team. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Great. Also, you got to be healthy. I like I mean, their coordinator hires. I like who the Eagles. You know, Kellen Moore, I know he kind of flopped with the Chargers, but I think he's good. And then Fangio will be better for the Eagles than whatever the hell I just saw from them this year. That's right. Well, I, Fangio's I think the Niners needed this win big time because I think their window is a lot shorter than a lot of people think. I don't I think agree this with window's I agree. very open, very long. I mean, now, first of all, I don't know if I can talk about windows when they keep drafting great players and they have Purdy, who's 24, and Shanahan's not old. To me, it's like, what do you really need to win a Super Bowl? You got to have the quarterback, you got to have a head coach, and then you got to have a defense. And it's like, um, and an O line, obviously. And they're, you know, they're not that far away. They they they've I, drafted pretty well most years under uh, Lynch. So if they just, you know, if they find themselves a couple offensive linemen, and, you know, they're always adding players, even at even late day three guys that wind up being players for them. The only Dude, thing Roger I worry Mitchell about, though, Larry, today is, was six is round paying pick. Purdy. When you pay Purdy, what are you going to lose? Yeah, you're going to lose some. You're going to lose Hargrave types and maybe Armstead, maybe Juice. You might not be able to have a forty yeah, a million dollars fullback. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's this way. You're in the Super yeah, it's a couple Bowl. years. Away. It's not the time to talk about the offseason and plan yeah. for the future. You're in the Super Bowl. If you can't live in the vacuum of the four next quarters of football are the only thing that fucking matters, you're doing it wrong. Right. We'll hey, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, that's true. Flames says, what if the only quarterbacks that can beat Mahomes in the playoffs are ones that weren't drafted until the sixth round or later? Hmm. Ah. <laughs> I'm betting huge on BCB. Let's effing go. That's funny. Conspiracy. Uh, Okay, uh, we got this one from Stagai St- Bob. You're the best, Krug. Always giving a great analysis, even if it goes against the mainstream views. Thank you, and often does. I listen every day at work. Keep it up, and go Niners. Appreciate you. I appreciate all the people, by the way, I met today in the parking lot going from the uh, broadcast to the game and back and forth. A lot of Niner fans listen to the show. A lot of people taking pictures, uh talking to a lot of people who love the Krug show and and people are, where's Kev? I'm like, Kev's got class, man. And you know, he's not, he can't go to football games like this. Not only on Christmas and Kev's Oh, for one, by the way, he's kind of a hex at this point. Seriously. We can't, (laughs) they they won't let me in the building anymore. When they play that day, the Raven, I mean, he can't come again. I mean, should we have Kev come to Vegas? I don't know. I don't know. We might get into a bad, bad accident or something. Uh, no, I'm just joking. We'll, we'll, we want Kev to be there so we can, somebody's got to plug everything in. Right. All right. Um, I'm just joking. You're, you mean so much more than that. Okay. Ron Hubbard says regarding Wilkes, I'm not saying he's amazing, but lost to Fonga, replacing him with a third round rookie. Oliver was our big defensive signing, defensive back signing and doesn't start. Had to coach up Thomas and tried counting on Verrett. Yeah, I hear you. It's not all Steve's fault. It's not like some. It's not like they're sitting there. Nobody. I don't think any real fair-minded 49er fan is sitting there going, "Steve Wilkes is the reason." He did you know, shut him down in the second half, though. Booth. Yeah, it, I mean, I'd like a BJ Jones last minute of the game. 
if you say what what would what, what would I like? I'd like DJ DJ Jones. You know, I like a defensive tackle that was just an absolute monster against the run. Did we um, get an injury update on Ambry Thomas? Ambry Thomas looked like he had an ankle. Kev, can you look that up? On by the I, way, it looked like Ambry Thomas had an interception there too for a oh, minute. Oh, 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 then that that wasn't the other one. I thought this is not our night. Uh, this is not the Niners night when he mm. looked like he's going to pick off the pass and then it falls into the receiver's hands. That that the momentum was starting to turn back to Detroit and then it all, you know. Bebops no, is no definitely Chiefs. We flat out lost to the Ravens. We let the Chiefs come back. Penalties or not. I don't know about that. The Ravens Ravens game was so bitter at the end. Uh Dylan Dylan Bakta or Bata says thank you. Thank you for watching there. Um, we got this one from B Hop. He says, Damon, I'm giving you a hard time. I love you, man. Love you too. Nothing but love on this show. Um, Tony Nagatani. Hey, Tony. He says, an extremely elder millennial who lived through the Montana to the Chiefs trade. I'm so stoked to see my two favorite teams square off in the Super Bowl revenge time. Niners going to right the wrongs of 2019. Let's effing go, Niners. Tony, did I? I did, did I do it? Did I do your Nagatani. chat just, uh, justice? Um, and then we got this one from Jonathan Apriza Hernandez. Jonathan Apriza Hernandez has become a YouTube member. Hey, uh, guys, I got to jump. What? In the middle of Jonathan Apriza yeah. Hernandez's? He, was it something that Jonathan did? Oh, uh, no. I just, I, I figured the show's basically over after uh, that, you know. <laughs> after the new members? Yeah. We started clapping member. for new members. I was actually, right. let me just ask one last question, Ryan, then you can yeah. get. Yeah, yeah. All right. Give it, give, get, I want every, go around the room. We'll start with Rye. Give me your breakdown of the Niners Chiefs as you see it um, going into this game. I mean, there'll be all the dialogue, all the matchup talk, but before we, before you read anything, just watching the Chiefs today and what they did in Baltimore, watching the Niners all year, what do you guys anticipate we're going to see in this game? Let's go around the room. Ryan, you go first. Um, what what kind of Super Bowl is it going to be? Mm. I mean, I can't get I can't get into predictions yet. I got to start really thinking about that. But I do think it's a really bad matchup for the 49ers personally. I know we really? did that thing uh, last week where it was like, who do you not want to see in the Super Bowl? And I said the Chiefs because I just think that they. Well, first of all, they're three and zero versus the Niners. Dusty Gold's his rise of show killer. Just absolutely. Uh, sorry, Dusty. Um, There's just people just pissed right now. I, I honestly, I I'm afraid of Spags. I'm I'm not afraid to say that I am afraid of Spags. Spags is just he's probably as good of a big big game defensive coach that there is. I mean, he he was a coordinator for those Giants teams that beat Brady. Uh, dude is just an absolute stud. I'm just scared of Chris Jones. I'm scared of those cornerbacks. Like. Their defense is like an A plus defense. I think the Niners' defense is like a B plus defense, and their coordinator is awesome, and ours is eh, pretty good. Um, I think the Niners, if, the only way the Niners win this game, I think, is to get up early and to basically have it go the Shanahan way. You know, he's been trying to exert his will on on these first two games, and it just didn't really work out. And they still found a way to win. I think that they're going to have to follow the Shanahan script, get up and just run the hell out of the ball and let the boys tee off. Um, because also, here's another thing. The special teams for KC is just awesome. Butker's awesome. You know, he's like second to maybe Tucker. Um, their punter, Townsend's awesome. So I just think like in all the phases of the game, I do think the Niners have a slight advantage offensively just in the run game, the way they control the ball. But 
But they everything have Nick, else Nick Bolton. Goes, yeah, Nick Bolton. I mean, and it's weird. You say like maybe the one advantage is their offense, and the other team has Patrick Mahomes. So that 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 worries me. That yeah, uh, exactly. The fact that Mahomes is also this incredible competitor. Um, we'll flip it over me and go over to Damon. Damon, then we'll go around that way. Damon, what do you think? Um, Niners Chiefs, first thoughts on next week. Yeah, I'm right in lockstep with Rye. I hate to say it. I think the Niners are probably going to lose the Super Bowl. I'll tell you this. Anything that looks like the last two weeks, they're a thousand percent losing the Super Bowl. They're going to have to play their best football game of the year. They're going to have to put together defensively what they've not found against the run in the last handful of games. And do not wait for Andy Reid to screw it up the way that Dan Campbell did tonight because he won't. No. Andy Reid, with multiple weeks to prepare, is about as unstoppable coaching force as we've seen. Mahomes is Mahomes. The cliche is what wins championships? Well, Kansas City's got a better one of them, too. So it's all uphill sledding. Uh, it, it, you know, gamblers, if the Chiefs are getting points, take the points and let it roll. Um, the 49ers... You got a, you know, worse than a coin toss's chance to win this game. I bet mm. they, they they lose it two out of three times. So hopefully that'll be the one time where they won't lose the game because they have no track record of success against the Kansas City Chiefs to point at and say, okay, this is different now. You know, McCaffrey's more ingrained. That's Christian McCaffrey goes bonkers. George Kittle goes bonkers like super bowl record level bonkers Ayuk, debo somebody has to have a holy shit i'll never forget having watched it game in my life for the 49ers to win i don't think they're winning a close game i don't think they're winning a shave and a haircut game uh, against the kansas city chiefs and i don't mean to wrap up a night as exciting as this one on a negative note but yeah, yeah, I mean, you're really, you're really harsh on really our concerned with you're the harsh in our vibe, man. I mean, we're we're having a nice post game show, and you just come in here well, with it. Look, I got a big got day shot. I'll get, I'll get out of your hair. I'll get out of your hair right uh, here and now. Why Thank you, gotta, you for Why me. you got to be a downer on us? I mean, well, me, no, no. But let me ask you before you go. What do you? I mean, Kansas City. Um, you know, obviously they got Pacheco and Kelsey, but I mean, Justin Watson, Marquez Valdez, Rashi Rice. I don't Rashi think Rice any has of those. Been nice lately. Like, been really good. No, I know, but I mean, he's, none of those guys are Amon Ra. I mean, if, once you've defended Amon Ra, and I like these, I like uh, Green Bay's receivers way more. And then I also think Bosa is, you know, Bosa and the Niner defensive ends should be able to beat Donovan Smith and and Jaywan Taylor. Donovan and Smith, the case, the NFL and penalties, holding penalties. Yeah, if that's the case, then the 49ers could maybe bother Mahomes. Um, I know exactly. what you're saying, though. I like Nick Bolton. So far. A little scary. Chris Jones is the, you know, literally mean Joe Green and Reggie White all wrapped into one every time and he Stan plays Laporte the Niners. Going nine for 97. What's Kelsey going to do? Yeah. I mean, Legereus yeah. Sneed is, could be able to take away Ayuk potentially. By the way, did you see that Travis Kelsey now has more postseason receptions than Jerry Rice, new NFL Disgusting. record? Disgusting. That's incredible. That's incredible. Right. That's um, right. No, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs are good, man. 
There's a lot of things that Chiefs aren't supposed to be, but yet they continue to be the Kansas City Chiefs in all these scenarios. Like, oh, they're not this, they're not that, and the other team is this and that. And then at the end of the game, Chiefs win. That <laughs> happens a lot, man. It happens a lot. Disgusting. So uh, it's going to be, and it's got to be a master class from Kyle Shanahan. He's got to be perfect. The Niners are going to have to play almost perfect football to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And maybe with two ugly ones in a row, that's next up on tap for them. And hopefully it is. Uh, I do. I got a 630 tomorrow with Gianna. I got uh wake up with you, Larry, uh, at, at 8 a.m. You're, you're a very busy man. Go you're, you've got a lot man. going on. And it's my wife's birthday. So my wife punched. Uh, they, we, we, we saw the 49ers punch the ticket to the Super Bowl on my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Jillian. And look, to end on a super positive note, I can't even tell you how much fun I've had with you guys in my first year here on YouTube. I'm the novice. You guys know more about this than I do. Thank you for welcoming me. Thank you for making me part of your little, your click and your group here. It's been really special. And I thank all of you, especially you, Larry and Kevin. Um, it's, it's been an awful lot of fun and I'm, I, I can't wait to see what this is three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, radio stations should be shitting their pants. Thank you very much for being with us here tonight. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Dave. We appreciate everything you've done. Uh, but um, show up tomorrow with your playbook. Coach would like to meet with you. <laughs> Take we care. We have some things we need to talk about. Uh, the budget's getting tight and we're thinking about different directions. And uh, and like that, he's gone. All right. Uh, Jabus. Can you fire Damon from our YouTube show? That wouldn't, that wouldn't be right. Jabez says Kittle said he'd bark and, or he'd be back and with a vengeance, he is back. Um, and then how about this one? RG teamster Purdy did what Lamar could not do. That is amazing. All these people, you know, I, you know, I can't mention Purdy with Lamar. You know, it's like, and then it's like Purdy is in the Super Bowl and Lamar loses at home. Titus Moller says Brock has his backpack because he's always coming to the game after having crushed his philosophy final <laughs> joking, but that, but that's a meme because he looks so young. It does. He does look like, you know, uh, he's, he definitely looks like a college student. Um, McCartier says, I wonder what Nick Wright will say later. Uh, he'll probably talk a lot about the interception and there probably could have been three more if you really look closer. Uh, D freshness, 2006 rate rather see the chiefs over the Ravens though. Right. After Monday night's wreckage at home with four Purdy interceptions. What do you guys think? Would you rather, would you rather face the chiefs or would you rather, I mean, knowing that you want to get the ring who, which one's going to make it easier to get the ring going against Kansas city or going against Baltimore. I mean, it's well, last week this. when we talked, What's I that? said, I want, I last week I said, I wanted the chiefs, right. but after watching them today, I'm Be careful like, what you wish for. Dang, they're peaking. I mean, they're like in a different mode because they were not that. I mean, they're all one thing. I, I do feel like I maybe set us off onto a little bit of a negative thing, and then yeah, and then uh, you've really. Yeah. I, I don't so like what fuck. you've done with this. I, I will say, I mean, they're they're the faucet. <laughs> their offensive faucet got completely shut off in the whole second half, as it has all year. As it has all year, they were, however, pretty much perfect in the Bills game on offense, and probably should have beat them by much more. Yeah. Um, 
it, but that's it. I mean, I, I, you know, again, I would have rather them play the Ravens. Like people are so caught up in the fact that, oh, you know, Brock threw all those interceptions versus the Ravens, but also they outgained him by a shit ton in the first half. And like over a long period of, or, you know, enough sample, like usually that means the Niners are up a a bunch. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like I, I kind of, even though I don't mind the Chiefs, because I, you know, I, to me, for Brock Purdy, I think he's not really getting full redemption until he beats Mahomes in this game. There's yeah. always going to be these people who are like, yeah, but if he had faced Mahomes, uh, Mahomes, you know, so now he is going to face Mahomes. So it's like, ultimately, if he beats Mahomes, it's going to be like Montana beating Marino. And it's, um, it's going to be doing what Jimmy G couldn't, which is great. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, let's be honest. Brock Purdy's one win away from, you know, undeniable affirmation right there'll be no more ryan clarks there'll be no more amy trask seven terrific quarterbacks and brock purdy what are the odds that that clown from the ringer actually follows through if brock purdy does win that super bowl steven ruiz steven ruiz yeah i mean he he won't cover football anymore he ranked purdy in the 20s in his qb ranking so what do you see his i I gotta say like like, may ranked above him yeah that's what i was gonna say i almost respect the hustle (laughs) so much because he has like tom brady and like drake may and like all these draft picks and shit in front of him it's it's pretty funny sorry i screamed because i thought that was a hundred dollars is it is that a hundred pesos where somebody Where? just donated yeah that's Mex- pesos okay uh we got j mill says larry you be petition- petitioning for jane goodall uh no uh we have this one from bebop 1988 brock purdy is still growing could hit six three this one, Bubba Jones, 15, has become a YouTube member. Thank you, Bubba. Little clap, little clap. See, everyone's just signing up because they know the, the paywall content's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, they, mm. they, they're waiting for Taylor mm. Swift later this week because Kev said, Kev, if you guys are just tuning in now, Kev guaranteed that when we go to Vegas that he can get us Taylor Swift. And Even AI, AI Taylor Swift? And we were yeah, like, I come on, like Kev, Len, you're not, you like, can't well, guarantee that. And he's like, I guarantee it. So next week in Vegas... I mean, I'm, I, I just, if she, I don't want to do it on Friday. Okay. So like, if she wants, I'll do it like any other day, but Friday, because we got a yeah, lot like, going I on. I got Friday. Taylor on the phone. She says you can do Friday. You're like, ah, mm, Friday's not going to be good. Cause we got that thing at Benny Hanna. We don't yeah, want you stream yeah. on Fridays. Can you do Saturday? Yeah. We're going to remember we're doing that dinner at Benny Hanna. We're not going to be able to make it that night with Taylor. Um, no, I, maybe we'll make an exception. What the heck? Bubba Jones says Bubba Jones 15 has become a YouTube member. When we got this one from Jonathan Apiza Hernandez. Uh, and it's what is that? It's 100 pesos, which is sick. That means that he's probably like he probably is watching the show from Mexico. 100 pesos is how what's the Danny? I mean, I want to say it's like three or four bucks. What? Don't quote me on it. No, that's not. That's no chance. Why? What do you mean? Why is there's no like chance? Twenty bucks. Uh, let me let me see. Let me let me do. Oh it. no, you're right. Oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> six bucks. Six yeah, bucks. Yeah. I thought well, it was like go. one to five. I didn't think it was like. Yeah. Thank you, any. It's thank not you about the amount. You guys are so greedy. God, no, I'm just. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah, just, but just so wait greedy. till the, those those pesos are going up, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you should start like having people only pay you in like bit, like very volatile bitcoins and stuff. And like, I'd like to be, I'd like can. to get my money in kind of a speculative market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> you can donate stocks from Robinhood. You know, I just, 
I don't want to. I don't want to have a firm handle on what I'm making in any of these shows. No? <laughs> no, you want it as vague as possible. <laughs> I want this very vague. Right, Danny. This is what I want for tax purposes. There we go. There we go. Uh, Bay Area. That's why Danny's here. He's the brains of the operation. Bay Area is Detroit and Green Bay both have better offenses in Kansas City. If the 49ers can find a way to stop the run, the 49ers will beat the Chiefs soundly. The run will be the key. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco take that. him out. Going back to your original question, though. Yes. About, you know, what was it like? What will the Niners do? Will they win? They cannot play how they've played it in this this 2024 postseason and expect to to win against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not going to have Jordan Love making mistakes at the end of the game to save them. They're not going to have dumb coaching decisions made by Dan Campbell to save them. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're going to be they're going to play a sound game and they have Spagnuolo, Spagnolo on defense. They have a good defense. They're going to have to Chris they're going to have Jones. to play an actual consistent good game of football if they expect to win. There's none of this like doesn't it kind of feel yeah. weirdly like almost like because they like I'm so used to Kyle in these and these 49ers in like a majority of the playoff games they play, they get the lead and beat the hell out of the other team and it's kind of like pretty comfortable. It, it kind of feels like uh, just the fact that these two games went this way, it does kind of feel a little bit like, I don't know, they could just they could absolutely just come out firing on the Super Bowl. Well, it is weird. I mean, you said that last week though. I said that last week though. Yeah, no, yeah. so did I. <laughs> it it is weird though because it's like, do you guys think that before kickoff the spread will go to being the Chiefs being favored? I do because right no. now DraftKings has it. Uh, yeah, but the Dan, that's all that's all these like dumb public people. Like they they're all just absolutely shocked to see that it was at two and a half. Like this is this is gonna get bought back. I bet you it's at one right now on DraftKings and FanDuel's one and a half. It'll be two and a half. It'll be two and a half again. You the think the Niners underdog. will go back up to plus two and a half? Yeah. Really? Uh, Why just because of because of the because it's Vegas and it'll be proliferated with Niner fans? Uh I think it's just the I think that. Like all of the like underlying things, like say that this 49ers team is like one of the best teams of all time. It's kind of the like, wow, same thing with they... Baltimore. Like that's why the Baltimore line, no one could explain like why the hell is this Baltimore line? It opened three. Why is it three and a half? Why is it four now? Why is it four and a half at kickoff? I was no. really surprised the people who bet on the Ravens today because I mean, you you were taking Lamar, who doesn't win in the playoffs. The Ravens, who have Zay Flowers and mediocre receivers, totally mediocre running backs, tackles that weren't all that great. They're a clear bully team, and you know Mahomes and Kelsey. You knew they that the the stage was not going to be too big. They've won championships. They've won multiple championships. When you've won multiple championships, you're kind of immune to. Baltimore itis, which is, seems like every what every other team in the league gets when they play the Ravens in Baltimore. You knew Kansas City was not going to be bothered by that. I, I bet Kansas City today, and I was like, you know what? I feel like Kansas City is. It, I'll take a Mahomes against Lamar bet every day of the week, and then I'll take the Chiefs with you know Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rashi Rice. We've been hearing about all the weapons the Chiefs don't have. Those three guys. Give them three decent decent weapons, and if you can see the way that Andy Reid's playing, he's basically just said, you know what? If you're not good, I'm not using you. So he's got all he's got like a bunch of guys on his roster. They're really thin. So if they lose like Kelsey or Pacheco or Rice, they don't have anything. But those three guys give them three legitimate weapons, and if Mahomes can run around, which he can, and he's got three legitimate weapons, including a runner, 
you know, they can score some points. Not and not the to Kadarius say- Tony thing was weird that came out today. Right? Yeah, I don't know if you that saw was it. weird. No, so I didn't frustrating too because he just like like if it wasn't for him, like they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl last year. It's just like what that he was inactive. You mean? Yeah, yeah. He why. came he out so- and said like he's like I'm fully healthy. Like <laughs> what's going on? Oh, I didn't and she said that, the Chiefs so. are lying that he's fine and he's what, not. They just hurt. don't trust him. You mean? What's is he hurt? Is he not hurt? The Chiefs are saying that he's hurt. Not only that, he's, that's why he's inactive. He's also having a kid, but that he's hurt. And then Kadarius Toady went on Instagram Live and said, I'm not hurt. They lying. They lying on my name. I'm not hurt. I'm fine. And it's all, it, it was just weird. I would not expect Kadarius Tony to be active in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't. Sounds like so he'll be available that. on the trade market this offseason. I'll take, tell you right now, I'd take him. Cause he, I know he lined up offsides, and he's, no, dude, he sounds like a, he sounds like a head case. He does sound like a head case, but man, they call him the human joystick. No, I mean, he's, Brown. he's everywhere. I mean, that guy, that guy's stop and start ability. That guy's body control. You know, he's. I'd take a chance on him. My hey, God, that guy's not a to maker. not to switch it up, but I yeah. want to point this out. Ryan made a really good point way back at, on Christmas oh. when we were talking about the Purdy Lamar thing, where he was throwing up the stats of. Uh, other two-time MVPs, and if Lamar wins the MVP, we're talking about a guy who's never been to the Super Bowl, who is what now, what two and four, or two and four, two and four in the playoffs, and he yeah. has two MVPs, and the other guys have two MVPs in the league. I forget who it was. Was it yeah, it's Rodgers and Mahomes yeah. who both have Way a million playoff wins? Yeah. yeah, and like Lamar has more turnovers. Yeah, doesn't than that get announced the Saturday night before the Super Bowl? The the the. Isn't it Thursday MVP? night? Or is, or is it Saturday? Couple, maybe I think it's Saturday night, Friday or Saturday, night, right before. But uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Honestly, there, by the way, yeah. don't you wonder why they do that? There, it's like they, they want to have an impact on on you know the game or your to players' psyches. It's kind of a weird time, right in the middle of them focusing on something else. It's like here's here you were you were not given the MVP on the eve of the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out there. With hell to pay, you know. I don't know. Can just, we stir up just, a little bit of hate though towards the Chiefs? Because like I, I, sure. I don't know about you it's guys. I, I'm starting to get like really annoyed by Mahomes and Kelsey. Like I, I thought that there was a lot of parallels between like Curry the and Mahomes. And I, mean, so, uh, sorry, what? You talk about the commercials and the well, it's a combination of our culture yeah, kind of omnipresence. They're in eight commercials, and then it's also like they're like kicking over Justin Tucker's, like you know, like they're, they're preventing him from kicking. And they're, they're I don't know, and Mahomes is making excuses Again, and sassy. yelling at Josh Allen after yeah. game. Like he's just like turned into kind of like like a little bit of like kind of an entitled prick, honestly, which is it sucks because like I think I, I used to think he was like a really cool guy. He probably still is a cool guy, but just on the field, like he's just so entitled. And it's just it's that like LeBron James thing you saw in the Lakers game on Saturday. It's just like every time anything is questionable, it's just like hands in the air, like doesn't understand how he doesn't right. get the calls. And you know, t- Travis Kelsey's talking shit to everybody on the field. And I I don't know. The Taylor Swift thing's pretty annoying too. It's but. extremely annoying, and his <laughs> wife's know, the worst. Seriously. Now his brother's got nothing better to do: take his shirt off and lifting up babies and stuff. It's- and then you see how cool Mahomes' dad is. Like his dad is the man. Like he's just the absolute man. Seems like the coolest guy ever. And you you see you saw him like on Twitter. He was like in the parking lot, like drinking with like Ravens fans and stuff. It just seems like he does not want to be in the wasn't, booth. With those wasn't Mahomes there- complaining about his receivers earlier in the year? Oh yeah. Like, which is valid, but like, 
not a good look. Is there yeah. any chance that they the the media circus, which is the Super Bowl, does something this week with Hughescheck's wife and Taylor Swift? One zillion percent. They're probably even going to be like a little bit of a profile, like a twenty minute profile. We're going to get like some like you know nothing. Uh, I need more than that. Us. I wish it was more like a half hour or forty five minutes because we need a deeper dive. Um, you know. <laughs> Why don't we predict some of the Super Bowl narratives? I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna pull back the, the props, old, uh, the props. The, no, no, not props. The narratives because they're just gonna okay. you need to fill time with narratives. So I mean, of course, there's the Joe Montana thing. You know, he's a chief and the Niner. They're gonna talk about the use check merchandise. Obviously, they're Taylor gonna talk Swift. about the first. There, you know, they're gonna talk endlessly about the first matchup. Yep, that's true. That's gonna you know there'll be Emmanuel Sanders drive bys. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah be lots of that um there was a lot of memes and i think maybe ryan would know about this but a lot of memes lo- rooting for the ravens it. rooting for the mm-hmm. ravens to beat the chiefs this week oh also after- a lot there's a lot of memes that are i don't even know if you can really say what they are on youtube um just because of where we're at but like they were uh it's like a, there's a lot of people that are niners haters like a lot of people are complaining like oh my god we have the worst Super Bowl ever, and I'm seeing all sorts of memes that are like, um, how do you, you know, go like work? Come on, the Niners and, and Chiefs worst Super Bowl ever. Well, because it's yeah, just I'm like kidding. they're like, oh, these got like, like this is the most boring Super Bowl. Like you know, these are two teams yeah, we all can, hate. So there's a I lot of like, a meme. I yeah. think this was the NFL's dream matchup of the four uh, teams. You know, the four different matchups that could have been. I mean, the worst would have been Detroit oh. and Baltimore uh, nationally. Uh, we've uniform seen, wise also this, this is, is the one the game that was they didn't match up this year because the chiefs lost to detroit opening night um baltimore killed detroit and um baltimore beat beat the uh, niners so there was no chiefs uh niners matchup this year this is so, like a super famous meme account yeah and this is what they posted right after the game <laughs> That's horse head like, that's like their meme I, I just had to pause it because it's so loud but uh that's uh that's what the, was that it was like a dog like yawning or something i don't know oh like uh goodness. kev i'm gonna send you one right now i know like we probably can't use it but i'll just send it to you on twitter i'm seeing a lot of different versions of this couple narratives what about the tight end narrative <laughs> which tight end is the oh, best yeah, the tight end in the NFL, is it Travis Kelsey? Is it George Kittle? And then the other one yeah, we can't is use. the quarterback narrative, right? You got Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback, you know, in the last decade or whatever you want to say. You know, he's there'll be Joe Patrick Montana Mahomes talk, really right? Oh, there'll be there'll be the Shanahan Purdy, Reed is Shanahan Andy Reed with the Eagles. Can he get it done? Can he get the monkey? But I want to go in back? on this game because I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to yeah. be a close one, and I think the Niners are coming out on top. So, sorry, Damon. Uh, I'm looking at it. Isaiah Pacheco, I think he's a pretty good player, but I think he's a tier below some of the backs that the Niners have seen recently. Aaron Jones, I thought, was running it really well. The guys we saw today, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, I think they're they're. I like Pacheco, but I think these guys the Niners have played against and have kind of eaten this defense alive are a tier above him. You know, the, the weapons, Kelsey, I know, you know, he knows how to beat the soft spot in zone. Kelsey's, he's a good player. Uh, but Rasheed Rice, you know, he, he is a playmaker. But what I'm getting at is 
I'm maybe tell me if I'm making a mistake, but these Chiefs weapons aren't scaring me that much. It's pressure Mahomes, right? When you look back at when the Bucks beat the Chiefs in that Super Bowl, yes. like what happened? Todd Bowles and that defense made Patrick Mahomes' life hell for that football game. Niners are going to have to replicate that. But hey, fellas, it's been a long day with the day drinking and cheering my butt off. So I'm going to end it right here. Hey, the chat was live. Appreciate everyone who came through. Love talking ball with you guys. Tomorrow night, I got a show on my channel straight out of the bay with a few of my buddies, 8 p.m. Come on over, subscribe, Bay Area Baller 18. Let's get me to 2K. I'm, I'm hovering. I'm almost there. With your Sounds help, good. I can get there. We, we love you, Bowler. Have a great night, brother, and um, and we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. Have a great night. Appreciate you. No doubt. Thanks, Bowler. Thanks, there Baller. you go the great baller and then there were four um we're not going to go all night but we we uh, have a couple more thoughts we'll share we're not also well oh, I, man, we're going to switch the we party were... over to Jenny's, and then i'm going to be uh, in the car and i'm going to be <laughs> i can't go all night i can't kev I can't, can't go all night every that's the rumor around town it's, it's, kev's it's actually tired. past midnight here now so kev's got fine i'm already working on other stuff right now he's, so. he's working on other stuff he's got different things entanglements um all right dylan uh bakta says was today's run game defense issue due to our underperformance scheme or more so uh the lions running backs and scheme i i think oh. it's a combination the niners are not the same run d as they used to be they earned a big rep with dj jones and aziz and manuel mosley and jimmy ward and kwaski tart they've replaced five or six different guys with more pass oriented players brought in hargrave he's more of a run player or more of a pass pass rusher i should say um their safeties i mean get now brown's a thumper but i mean gibson and logan ryan and you know i mean they're not big time hitters like warden and and tart mosley's a major one because he was a big physical great run defender corner they lost samson ebukam great edge player off uh, you know as a defensive end and they lost aziz al shair who was an awesome linebacker who had like 15, 16 tackles. Uh, and they lost several guys against the run and DJ being the first to go after a couple of years ago in free agency. So they're just not the same personnel wise. And they're going to have to, you know, they, right now they are, you know, post is really good against the run, believe it or not. And Armstead can be really instinctive against the run up front. And then they lean on Greenlaw and Warner on that second level to make a ton of plays. And then Lenore has been, and then since he's been put inside of the nickel, has looked pretty good against the run too. But that's that's kind of where they're at. They don't have the, you know, and also Montgomery's great, and Gibbs might be the next great player. I mean, the Niners were thoroughly outclassed. I mean, they dodged a major bullet uh, today because I mean Montgomery and Gibbs guys, those guys, Montgomery. I mean, the fact that they only got 15 carries, I mean, I can't get over that. That, that to me, is is malpractice. I mean, this guy had 33 carries in a game earlier this year. When you're carrying for 6-8 a carry like he was, you've got to touch the ball 18 to 22 times in a four-quarter game on a, you know, against a team that has struggled against the run. The other thing I would say is that the Lions' defense, the one fraudulent thing that if you really look deep into the numbers – uh, before the game, a lot of those numbers that showed that the Lions had a really good run D were season-long numbers. But if you have just looked in the playoffs, 
they had been giving up 4.96 yards per carry. So the 49ers ran effectively in this game against the Lions. That had a lot to do with it. Had a lot to do with the 49ers having success. I, I thought I thought the play calling was egregious, and we sit here and talk almost every single week about how we wanted Kyle Shanahan to give Christian McCaffrey more touches. Yeah. Can you imagine what the Lions fans are thinking right now? It wasn't mm. it wasn't like they were losing and they had to pass; they were winning and they chose to pass and not give the ball to David Montgomery, who was going six to seven yards per carry with a dominating offensive run run line. It's just, it's yeah, it's malpractice. It's, I yeah. was hoping every time like they snapped the ball, I was just like hoping that they would drop back because it was it was just positive yardage every time. Also, how scary was it? I know this is like some. It kind of reminds me of like Steve Kerr the way sometimes he ha- like doesn't do his rotations based off feel. Like he just decides like, okay, Steph Curry, you know, you come in at the six minute mark. The way the Lions do it, where they usually open the game with. David Montgomery gets an entire series and then he goes to the bench to get fresh. And then Jameer Gibbs has an entire series. Like that was frightening at, at the beginning of the game. That was frightening. Like those boys just look so good. Gibbs also, I mean, he didn't have like the best day. He had that fumble, but he also had that sweet route where he was just wide open in the end zone and golf just missed him. Uh, his day oh, could yeah. have been much bigger. One of my concerns with this uh, Niners, you know, when I look at the 19 Super Bowl. I felt much better about that defense. They they really shut down the Chiefs and Mahomes. With D Ford, quarters. you mean, and, and Buckner? Well, yeah, and then the then you had Sherman, and you had Tart, and you had uh, Jimmy Ward back there. You had hitters. You had veterans. Um, you know, what I'm concerned about is the defensive line. And my question, Larry, is it seems like – all four defensive linemen are bull rushers. No quickness. Where? What about Robert Beal or maybe signing Jordan Willis? Is he a free agent? Because nobody's getting home except Bosa. And, you know, he's not even getting there like he was a year ago. Last year, you, you saw him constantly getting sacks. Um, and I just don't know if you can – you know, if you can't get pressure on Mahomes, that's what's scary. They've got to rush either five or get somebody quicker on the edge that can beat the tackle off the off the blocks. Armstead just- was the only guy. They had five quarterback hits tonight, four for Bosa, one for Armstead. Nobody yeah. else got to the quarterback. Nobody else touched the quarterback. It was frustrating watching this game because Jared Goff had a relatively clean uniform. And he's a statue. He's yeah. the one of the most sackable quarterbacks. Like he's exactly. up there with like old age Matt Ryan. Like the I guy bet loves that to they would. Down. I bet the Niners. I bet somebody the Niners would get at least three sacks today, and I lost. I mean, I was like, I can't even believe they couldn't get three sacks on Goff. I mean, yeah. if they with a backup guard, and the Niners hardly ran any stunts up the middle. I don't know what they were doing. I mean, the vanilla defense just like. I, I don't think you can, you know, throw a ton of, you know, you got to guard your lanes against um, Mahomes, but you didn't have to do that with Goff. You could have just forced him out. Every time he was forced out of the pocket, he didn't get a completed pass. Well, Dan, Seriously, you know, this I is funny. I didn't I, understand why they didn't just blitz him more with linebackers. Crazy. And, l- listen to this. Uh, Bill Barnwell tweeted, uh, Jared Goff in this game, unpressured unpressured 25 of 33 273 a touchdown and 81.4 qbr 
Jared Goff under pressure, 0 for 8 for zero yeah. yards and a 1 QBR. Wow. That's great. That's a good one. I, I just was shocked. Who had that, who had that, Rye? Bill Barnwell. On Twitter? Yeah. I mean, wasn't that shocking that, I mean, we're sitting there watching the game. We could all see it. The coaching staff of the Niners can't see that and and know that going into the game. I mean, all the previews were put pressure on Goff. Put pressure on Goff. I mean, seriously, I've made it my number one key on the 95-7 game pregame with Low Neal. I'm like, you have to pressure Goff in the A-gap, in his face, make him move laterally. Um, And to me, that was the way to do it because – if you saw, I mean, when he was on the move, he, he bad things are about to happen. Yeah. You know, for him, uh, he doesn't right. do well on the move. So it's like, in, in some ways, I kind of feel like if Jared Goff can't win it, when he has these kinds of weapons, then you kind of got to wonder, even though he was, you know, he's been good this year, but you got to kind of wonder, can you win? People will talk about, oh, well, can Brock Purdy win with his, this arm strength and that and this and that? It's not really. It's more about that second-level escapability. It's about mobility. And like, is Mahomes a runner? No, but he can run in key situations when the game's on the line, and he's got great movement skills within the pocket. Is Brock Purdy a runner? No, but he had 51 effective scrambling yards today, and he can move with quickness and decisiveness around in the pocket and extend plays. I mean, that's really what it's about. Do you think? Do you think a guy like Jared Goff, who just stands there in the pocket, do you think you can win that way anymore, or are defenses too athletic, and you just have to have that other element of movement ability? Because that's that's kind of the question. And it's not just Goff. There's a handful of other quarterbacks that will be in that category of well, do they move well enough to win a ring, or are they just kind of ordinary? Oh, Niners don't win this game if Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback today. I yeah, think you're I right. Agree. Facts. Look at that. Danny actually hit on one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rocky Von Wagner. Uh, the Raiders ran the ball on the Chiefs and smoked them. Come on, guys. McCaffrey is going to have a field day. If the right. Niners can control the, the ball, the possession, yes. time of possession, yes. and keep Mahomes more off the field and score on their drives, they can they can beat the Chiefs. There's, there's no doubt. Uh, Nagatani's back in the house. He says, put put uh, this into a S&P ETF <laughs> and lithium mining. Yeah. He's talking about like all the different currencies and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I will exactly. say this about Andy Reid. One of his fatal flaws is uh, he gets bored with the run. Like he, can, he, does, he just cannot help himself. He never just like, even if like Pacheco's going really well, even when they had like Kareem Hunt. Like he gets bored of the run. So even if they're having success against the Niners running early, I don't think I don't think he's gonna be able to stick to that. He's not he's not gonna be able to help himself. I've seen him on TV recently, and I think he has a weakness for fast food. <laughs> That's been well, known. Larry, is is Jordan Willis available? Is he a free agent? Danny's also gonna Saints. make a trade. He was on Danny, the Saints practice squad. January 28th. I know, but they bring in guys they brought in day. What I mean, why would yeah, you? No, why would you I mean, I, I Jordan Willis, I'd bring him in. I agree with you, actually, personally. I mean, they need a pass rusher. Yeah. I mean, Chase Young is, I'm sorry, Chase yeah, Young is not him. doing it. No, he's no, tar, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. He's just very stiff. He's not, he doesn't get home. Did you guys talk about, um, like, I don't know how I follow the Niners so closely, and I didn't even realize this until just now, but that, 
Shanahan actually came out and said that um, if the Niners somehow won that championship game last year, he would have signed Philip Rivers for the Super Bowl. I did right, see that. Right. That, That's that, cra- was that is crazy, man. He needed to sign him earlier. <laughs> what about the Bra- what about the Brady thing that came out where they said that yeah. he was oh, going to bring back Brady and he, t- he sat down Purdy and told him, "Hey, look, you're our guy unless we get Purdy or unless we get Brady." Yeah. That's crazy. They hedged on Brady a couple times. Yeah, I I don't know. They obviously just, regret it. I just want to see the you know the Niners early in the year when they were getting pressure on the quarterback. We were talking. Dan, I think you should maybe you go scout the Pro Bowl or something like that. See if we can get some waiver yeah. wire pickups. I mean, they were talking. Remember when the beginning of the Dan season they're saying, here who can beat this team? Late season trades. They were talking about who can beat the the Niners. They're gonna. I mean, some people were saying they could go undefeated. I mean, I remember even thinking that they were invincible. <laughs> yeah, true. And it was because their defensive line was crushing it. Now all of a sudden, what has it been? A month and a half, we've seen a few sacks. Yeah, it's kind of weird how this it seems like there's like been clumps of games where the Niners defense has been just awesome. And it's like, oh, they figured it out. And then they it kind of turns off. Um, They have have some great moments, but I mean, they could not get off the field in this game. It was they're tired too. It felt like they were outgunned. It, it felt it, like they were going down the tubes, man. I mean, like it, it felt kind of like how I would think it feels to like go against like this team when it's really humming. Like it just felt like you just there was nothing you could do, and it was just they were gashing you. And it kind of felt like feeling. that in Green Bay too, uh, knowing that the other team feeling. could just move the ball at will down the field and do and everything they want to do at will. And it uh, makes you so anxious on offense too. Oh, it's like, God yeah. damn, if we do not score here, like what? Yeah, every, you think every turnover is you're, you got seven going the other way. Flav says, I don't understand how no one besides Bosa can get a sack. Armstead, Young, Hargrave have to get some sacks. I know it's totally true. No, I mean that's Especially that's Hargrave. such a fair point. Like the 49ers defensive line has not lived up to the billing. They just no, have they they no. have every single person on their defensive line is like a name. They have a name, you know. It's like a a well established name, and they just they're just not doing. I shit. think Hargrave's been names. a big bust to me. Yeah, I, he was brought in to be put pressure up the middle. He was their sack guy up the middle. He doesn't do well at all on the run, and he's getting no pressure. And the Niners used to have a bunch of gang sacks, you know. They don't even have gang, gang. any anybody gang sacks? close. Say that a few times. Say, say that <laughs> ten times fast. <laughs> no, I mean you remember they they used to just collapse the pocket and it was two, three guys tackling sure. guys, and and they're nowhere near. I mean Jared Goff. I love Goff. He's a cow guy. He's a local Bay Area kid. I love Goff. Uh, if you say that one more time, move. I'm going to mute you. He can't move. No, I know he's a statue. That's that in that in that you kind of wonder as good as he throws the ball. I mean, guy's got a good arm, he's smart, he's pretty athletic, but as good as he throws the ball, you wonder in today's game, can you win a Super Bowl being like Jared Goff right now, where you really any anybody who pressures you in the A gap, it's like game over. And you know what I mean? It seems like you have to be able to get to that second platform and deliver a ball in, in today's NFL. Or you got no shot. You know, sometimes the defense can force you off that spot. And then what happens? What, what you know, does the pull thing break down? Uh, Words of Wisdom says, confession time. I called KMBR after a super chat. They dropped the call. Technical difficulties. I wish you had a call-in show tonight. 
Kev, should we uh, put the uh, thing in the in the stream for the last uh, fifteen if, if minutes? If you want to, I, I can't. I can't stay for that much longer because I gotta get stuff done. But if you want to take, start yeah, wait, what, what do you got? What do you got going over there? I mean, I mean, I'm always working. You know that. Yeah, you're always okay. Well, let's do this. Let's we'll, we'll rifle through this because we're already two hours and seventeen minutes in, and I got to drive all the way back to the creek. Uh, Flav says, I think sharp betters will probably be on the Niners and the public will be saying, I didn't bet on Mahomes as the underdog the last two weeks. I'm not making that same mistake again. Love the Niners in this role. I like I think that's, that's facts. Like, yeah, I think if you want to most true thing, yeah, bet the Niners now, if you, if you want them, the Niners, cause I do think this is going to be the cheapest that they are. I think it's only going to go up, go back up. That is interesting that you're right though. The, you know, the psyche of the public, you think you know, the hey, Niners are going to be favored more, right? Yeah. yeah. Really? Two and a half. Okay. Three. I, I honestly, I would not be surprised. I'll make a call right now. I bet the game touches three again. I bet wow. you can find a three out there. Interesting. You're right betting now, on a bet. I'm betting Calva on a Kamiga bet. says Dan pointed to something earlier that I agree with the Super Bowl will be called differently by the refs. And in the last two Super Bowls, I don't think the Niners uh, took that into account, especially in the second half. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then we've got this one from Johnny A. He says, I didn't want to jinx anything, but this run feels like the 2012 San Francisco Giants. Did you see that? Oh, well, I, I, I keep I saying, did you see that tweet? But there was a great tweet that I know Danny especially is going to love. Um, here is... Oh, here it is. Uh, San Francisco and Kansas City playing for a championship. One of the teams hasn't won a title in exactly 29 years. The other team is a one win away from its third title in five years, cementing itself as a dynasty. But enough about the 2014 World Series. <laughs> there we go. Titus Moeller says, did you all see Alex Smith's GM club Purdy comment? Yeah, he's like basically GM meaning game management. So Alex Smith in the pregame today on television said Brock Purdy is not a game manager, but he said as somebody who is the president of the game manager, um, you know, quarterback club, Brock Purdy's never been here or something like that. I'd love to see those old NFL films. What was that uh, announcer, the the guy with the deep voice um, that did those? NFL John Facenda. Yeah. With Purdy, with Purdy on the run dun, 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 with that music. Purdy's runs were in, so awesome today because he was putting moves on guys. He wasn't just running straight. He was. Dude, he was, I love uh, to me. That was in my favorite part of this entire game was Purdy's runs because it just kind of shows that, you know what? This guy's he's a, he's he can move, but he's not a runner. He's a passer, right? He's but he in a game like that. JD's moving right now. In a, in a, yeah, in a game like this, though, I mean, you gotta, you got it, it, the difference between winning and losing. Oftentimes, is how competitive is your quarterback? The most underrated trait of Joe Montana was his competitive fire. The most underrated aspect of Tom Brady was his competitive fire, and the most underrated aspect of Brock Purdy is his competitive fire. There is no measurement for it. Um, so, I mean, look at some of the plays that he made in this game. How about that one where he contorted his body and threw it at the last second? I mean, Brock Purdy did what he needed to do. He ran for 50 yards. Um, you know, is he a perfect quarterback? No, but the guy's competitive for sure. Um, we welcome in JD. JD, you're walking through the – I'm down here in one of the radio booths, so if you're still I here, got, just 
you, you may have snuck into where I usually, uh, where I usually I'm down here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like in the goal. I'm on the goal line. Basically. I'm, yeah. So I'm making you're... my way down that way, but yeah, good to be on with you guys. What a, what a night here we are again with a incredible comeback and one that I think everybody kind of wrote off as a, as a loss at some point, but uh, did you tweet at halftime? Did I, did I what now tweet at halftime? Uh, I don't recall. Okay. I don't. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I have you, did you put anything into the Twitter verse that was like, they're screwed. They're done. I did There's not. no chance. No, I, the lions are outclassing them. It's I, over. I, Nothing like did that. Not You're too much of a veteran. I did not declare the game over at any point. Good play. Good play. That's why that's where you're JD. That's why you, you've got credibility. That's why you're on the Krug show. That's why his boots well, on the ground. That's why your boots thing, on the ground. Exactly. The one thing that surprised the hell out of me in, in the first half, I mean, yes, them getting just completely physically dominated and, and the way the Lions were able to get anything they wanted offensively, that was a surprise. But the bigger surprise to me was that the 49ers scored seven points. Like, I, I thought – all week. Only seven or or that they do. Oh, yeah. Great. yeah. Like yeah. to me, to me, like if you had told me the game, it was 24-17 at halftime, I would have said, okay, like I get it. It's a shootout. The Lions are kind of doing their thing, but the Niners are right there and have opportunities to score. So the reason I didn't think it was over was because I did think and really believed all week and have believed for months that if these two teams played, that the 49ers should be able to put up a big number against the lions yeah. and you know you look at the second half and the 49ers went field goal touchdown touchdown field goal touchdown uh right up until the end there where they were able to run out the clock so uh i i you know that was the one thing that that i think prevented me from basically declaring the game over but my god i mean they have not gotten throttled the way that they got throttled in the i mean we thought the green bay game was bad i mean detroit did everything green bay did only better and and just you know more in a more dominant fashion so yeah it was it was bleak but they stuck with it they they you know dan campbell opened the door he, he did some dan campbell. dan campbell gagged man he really Sometimes did your greatest strength is your greatest weakness and if you're going to live by the meathead you die by the meathead and right seriously you know that's really who they are it's you know why they are where they are in part was because he just was going to go for it all the time and go with his gut and, you know, believe in his team and, and all of that. And, uh, except you know, on the two, when he kicked a field goal. It, exactly. So it, no, no doubt. And so if you're going to, to me, it's like, if you're going to kick the first one, then you should have kicked the second one. And then when, and then you, because it was the same situation, right. It would have been to go right back up three scores and continue to put the, the 40, you know, pressure on the 49ers. So he bungled it. He likes to be kind of the, the I don't want to say fake tough. Cause I do think he, I mean, his teams are physical as hell. Like I think they've taken after the personality. And he, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily go up to him and be like, you're, you're a wuss. I mean, I would say he's no. pretty tough. And, and I think he's look, they, they play hard ass nose football. Maybe Danny like would, do. but I wouldn't do that. They do, man. Like I, I got, I actually got a lot more respect for Dan Campbell than than I did when he was hired, and and even did at the beginning of this year. Because I mean, I at times called them frauds. They, I don't think they were frauds. I think they proved during this playoff run that they weren't frauds. But uh, you know, again, I think the one thing that they're going to have to figure out, and again, not to make this about the Lions, like who are going home tonight, but they're going to have to figure out, you know, as they become a good football team, is he the right guy? 
to to make the right decisions in the right moments. Like it's all fun and games and it's cute and it's cool when you're the underdog and you're the lions who haven't done shit and you know, 30 years and really haven't done anything in, you know, close to 80 years. And like, it's fun and cute to just come in and let it all hang. But once the expectations come, which will be next year, you know, are you going to make the right decisions in the right moment? So I think he gets a free pass and rightfully so for, for tonight. And, you know, their season overall is, you know, went to the NFC championship game when I think, you know, barely eking into the playoffs would have been good enough. So his season's still a win, but how do they respond to a collapse and how do they respond to uh, you know, a, a group of players that I think believe in him and, and believe in the, the culture and the identity and all of that. But they also saw they also had a Super Bowl appearance taken away because he made did some wacky shit. And so, you know, are they going to look at him differently when some of the wacky stuff doesn't work moving forward? I think that's just kind of something to to keep an eye on. Yeah, no, I think it's I think that's fair. Um, he goes. Uh, Flav says I don't know that KC knows Miami's offense well, which has some similarities to ours. Whose offense is similar to the Chiefs? Um, that's a good question. Chiefs use a lot of one back. That's for sure. Um, one. I, you know, have they changed things up since they only had Rashi Rice performing? That would be my my guess uh, that that they probably have. Titus Moeller says, "Where would y'all rank this team in Kyle's San Francisco era?" I mean, I like this team because of Purdy, and when you have you have got to have the quarterback. To me, you don't win championships until you have the quarterback. So I'm going to put this one as the best team because this is the only one that had the quarterback. Um. And, and and they've got this bevy of weapons, even though the defense has flaws, still leaves you hope from time to time. I mean, the defense did bow up. I mean, they did go 27 unanswered at one point in the second half. So they did start to figure things out a little bit. I, I'm going with this team because of Brock. Yeah. Where are you guys? Is this, is this, is this Shani's year, best honestly, team here? Last year might have been the best team, honestly. It's just we'll never know. It's just yeah. mostly because of D'Amico. I mean, in terms of talent, I don't know how well you can say this defense is playing right now, but in terms of just names and guys and just individuals, this is one of the most stacked teams. This is definitely the most stacked team he's ever had. Beatbox Basics says, best Niners show on YouTube. Hello from Australia. Wow, Australia, down under. Hey, Larry, sorry to cut you off. I Tell know uh, back. He's got a Foster's maybe. Uh, ahead, I know I said about an hour ago that I had a job. <laughs> That's true. I actually... I, I actually got got all right. No sweat, Ry. But we'll talk so to you, much. brother. Uh, subscribe to West Coast Bias if you feel like it. What's Are up, you going JD? to Vegas, Ry? Uh, ooh, can't afford it. But I will be watching from my my. Uh, I'll probably be watching some bar here in LA. We'll, we'll check with you after the bowl. All right, sounds good. Good, good to see you, Ry. Thanks, Ry. There you go. Dan, Kev's got a good jet here in a minute. But we're all going to jet because we're. It's already eleven thirty, and I've got to get home and and. Um, Hey, we don't leave before midnight, Larry. Larry, we don't leave if if that game kicks off any later than one twenty-five. We don't leave before midnight. That's well, kind of true, but Kev's <laughs> going to have to get out of here because uh, he's probably got a hot date or something. What do you what What is it that you got to do? You're you're you always. Have, uh, I notice you always school. have like a, somewhere you have to go. <laughs> Where exactly yeah, do called, you go? What do you do? Class. <laughs> what exactly would you say you do down then there at Cal? Putting Poly? out like thirty-five reels on our Instagram. It's, right. it's, it's a lot. Only hey, <laughs> hey, I want 40. I told you 40. Drop and give me 40. 
you know, Trent Bolke would say, uh, you know, uh, Dude, I, I know you guys like this. Aiden Hutchinson, but I'm a big Trayvon Walker man myself. <laughs> yeah, good. Move. I'll say this though, to, move, to JD's man. point, the the yeah. most deflating thing about that first half is he's right. It's it was it was that the strengths were the strengths for the for the Lions, but their weaknesses wasn't a weakness. Like the passing game for the Niners, it it wasn't really going anywhere. They weren't I, they weren't scoring. Right. That's what shocked me. Yeah, it really did, and that's why I didn't think the game was over because they had the ball coming out of the second half. And I felt like if they just scored and held them and then scored again, it was all of a sudden the momentum would switch and they would be down one score. And it kind of happened. And then that fumble of Gibbs was so huge. I mean, they got the ball back on. What, oh, that was, that was the biggest play of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hey, what do you, what do you think of Mahomes? If you we could get inside Mahomes' head, he's watching that game. Niners lines. Who's he rooting for? They did lose to the Lions the last game of the year in week one. Week one, yeah. I think, uh, Larry, I, I wanted uh, I wanted Detroit to win because I really wanted to get back. I'm a super competitor. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. No, I, I, I just have a unique voice. I, I don't I, know I, if you have it down, though. Yeah, I wasn't sure who you were talking uh, about there. I thought that was Kermit cool the Frog, actually. I was uh, one play away. That fourth and two, if the Lions didn't score at the end of the game, I had a 34-24 Niners. I'm shocked that the Niners, it took that they didn't, like JD said, have 17 at half. I mean, the Lions, everybody's thrown on the Lions all year. And it was like they were just, I don't know, it was just like, Two weeks in a row, it was hard. Oh. Like it, it was hard for them to score, Dan. Like yeah. it, it, like they were as easily as the Lions were getting it. The Niners were struck. They were getting it. But they were struggling to get it. It's like, oh yeah, it, it's like in an NBA game, right? When you're you're working hard to score and yeah. you're scoring, but the other team's just getting it at will. Like they're in a flow, they're in a rhythm. All their wide open shots are going down, and you're scoring, but you're like. You're missing, and you're getting a rebound, and you're kicking it out, and you're driving again, and you're and you're getting fouled, and you're like it just it felt like I mean, the Niners were were getting where they needed to be, but it just felt like nothing was clean about anything that they were doing. It was just go out there and scrap and and right. try and make enough plays to 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 bring it home. Yeah, I mean, no. It's when totally was true. their last? When was the Niners' last complete game? Was it Philadelphia or was it? Because they before have not Baltimore, maybe it was it second Arizona game? No, I mean, they they got gashed in the run in that game, and like per, that was really the game that put the bad run defense. They routed them the at the end. Was yeah, it the put, first? I mean, they they had the Seahawks uh, sandwich. I mean, maybe the, Thanksgiving the Eagles sandwich between the Seahawks, but then they they after they uh, played the Seahawks, they didn't play a really good game. They gave up twenty nine to the Cardinals. Then they got gashed by the Ravens and then they kind of beat him. You know, I mean, they looked okay against the commanders uh, did okay. Uh, handled business. I thought yeah. they handled business, they, but they didn't play like an a game, you know, like they're capable of no. maybe, and then it, shut it, it, it down wonder... for two weeks. Right. Three and then weeks, basically. Yeah, three, and now, now we, have we haven't really seen the Niners play a full complete game. And maybe that's, maybe they got that in them. And that's, I think that's what it's going to take. What, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that would be incredible if they fired a big effort on Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe they will. Our um, 808 Niners is, are they coached to just crash down and not set the edge? 
or the ends just doing what they want. Bosa gave up so many big plays, just rushing up field. Um, it's easy when you get the bird's eye view in the stands to kind of mm. see that it's a fake. It's harder on the ground level. Flav says, how does Casey's O-line stack up to Green Bay's and Detroit's? Well, Casey's interior O-line is outstanding. But was Thune, did Thune play today against the Ravens? I don't believe so. No, he did not. He yeah. did not. Yeah, yeah, so he's hurt. And then Creed Humphreys is as good a center as there is. And and Smith, the kid from Tennessee, is really powerful. But they're pretty ordinary at tackle, to be honest. I mean, I think the Niner DNs might be able to beat their tackles well, pretty good. question for you guys, uh, what can the Niners do to shore up their run defense? Well, you saw I mean, you saw more a little more. I don't Jair know how Brown. many plays exactly. Yeah, Jair Brown helped. You saw more Kinlaw. I mean, they played they played Armstead at end a little bit, and they they put Kinlaw in there. I think to try to clog it up a little bit. I don't know how many plays they did that though, but it was it was sporadic. I got what it, I wanted. I wanted to see more Kinlaw than Sebastian Joseph Day. I wanted to see Jair Brown over um, Logan Ryan, and I wanted to see um, Feliciano over Burford. Well, so I, I, I feel I, like I, I was three would, for three there. I would still sign Willis and and drop Day. Danny's I mean, a fan of going after. Um, they need somebody that Jordan can Patrick. Willis. Oh, but, I mean, I free agents. Jordan I thought you were saying Patrick Willis. Yeah. No, Jordan <laughs> Willis. He's a free agent. He knows the scheme. I thought you meant he's Willis quick. from different strokes. Yeah. Uh, get, wasn't really. get somebody who can actually get past a tackle. Stop this bull rushing. You know, Chase Young doesn't run around anybody. He tries to, and he doesn't get anywhere near the quarterback. He cuts down. He doesn't hold the edge very well. <laughs> I mean, the he he cuts down on plays, and they just, I mean, Gibbs, I, I'm shocked that the Lions just didn't keep going outside around Young. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would have, I would if you know, if they I was Dean Campbell, I would have run Gibbs and, and, Montgomery way more and taking the ball way out of Goff's hands. Yeah. Dude, you got that. Look how good your line is as a run blocking line. Look how incredible um, Goff is they as turn a play it over action on passer. Downs. They turn it over on downs twice, passing it. They also yeah. had it fourth down where they passed it to Reynolds. He dropped it. It's like they just didn't. Dude, yeah, read the room. I mean, he totally blew it. You, They had the two best running backs in the game. And the Niners never really proved they could stop it. And they ran for a ton of yards and they with the lead. With the lead. Yeah, with the lead. And they couldn't they couldn't couldn't close the what, door. What do you I think, think about... they got shell shocked on the fumble? Like I think I think that's what, what mm. kind of threw yeah. them that, that when when the Niners momentum scored, is a tough thing too. And the fumble on the first play, and now the Niners are in business, and then the game was tied in a blink and 24-7 was completely wasted. And I think at that point it threw them into a tailspin that they really did not get out of until their final drive when they were down 10 and the Niners had the freedom to give up the touchdown. And as long as they were going right. to take enough time and the Niners did a nice job of making them take a lot yes. of time right. to, to, to where, and they burned the timeout. I thought that was another low key. Oh, that was the stupidest. The Lions burned a timeout. Third you need three time. It, it, yeah, having two timeouts, you might as well have zero timeouts. Right, exactly. That. that was dumb. They 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 ran the ball. They should have just thrown it. And and if they didn't make it, kick the field goal even because yep. they might have got the ball back with a minute forty and a three point game. And yeah. everybody, I mean, do you believe in the experience factor? Is that was that the experience factor? People all asked all week about the different factors in the game. You know, the home field. I thought the home field was big up big for the 49ers. 
But the other one was the experience factor. And it's like, I don't know if it was, we talked about the player experience factor, but maybe, you know, the, the factor that really mattered was that Shanahan, you know, kind of played a better game overall than, than, um, I mean, that was yeah. just a gaff. I mean, I, I don't know. Campbell, I mean, Campbell, Campbell just kind of blew. I thought Campbell misread things so bad that last drive in the first half that he made I, the wrong call there. You got, you go up 28 seven and it's, it's dagger time. He it's just like what the Packers did people. to uh, he, the Cowboys. His whole, thing, his whole thing, Larry, is just to do it's, it's built on this. Aggra- all, we're going to be aggressive. Like it's just like there's no. But then they went and then they kicked the field goal on fourth and two, when they had Montgomery. Again, I I hear you because he because I think at at his core and I think he's even said this he wants to be uh, he wants to be more conservative but yet he he you know the his personality type is is that to be aggressive and the tone that he set and having to change the culture like I I just don't think he's a good in game he's a culture guy right you're either an X's and O's offensive guy you're either an X's and O's defensive guy or you're a culture guy that, and he's a cult, like he's not somebody that I want at the helm making big decisions yeah. in big moments of playoff games. And I think that's the thing the lions are going to find as they start to play more important games. That's what I was. Yeah. Is that he can't, yeah. he's going to fuck it up. And, that, and, yeah. and, and, and two years from now, the lions might be a team that's been to the playoffs now three years in a row, and lost three years in a row, even in some weird fucked up ways, excuse my language. And, and then it's like, well, shit, you're swearing in front of my kid and and Danny, Danny is very respectful problem. No, that's exactly what they're in their honeymoon phase right now with Danny. Yes. They're in the phase where it's everything he does is great. Well, he get ripped tomorrow. He may not get ripped. You know know why I say he doesn't get ripped? Because again, it's the way he answers questions. And Larry, you know this because you've been doing it a long time. He and I didn't read the transcript that I was not in his press conference, but I guarantee, you know, it was some I hurt for these guys. I, you know, I, you know, or I'll own it, or you know, it'll oh, just. Yeah. Like, He's a great he, guy. He says exactly what the media wants, like it, in that in that rugged, like I'm accountable. It's on me. I hurt for right. the guys who played their balls off all night. And you know, like it's so great it, oh, exactly. That's why I was saying earlier. He deflects. Show, it, yeah. It, next, if if next year the same thing happens where they get to the playoff with a good team and they just fumble it somehow, there's it's going to start turning towards what is this guy doing? You know, it's it's not going to be this. Oh, he's yes. such a great guy and all of our coach of the year. Him. Right, right. You it's know, it's happy go lucky stuff. And, and look, I'll admit I was wrong about the guy. I thought it was going to be a complete and utter disaster. I, you know, it looked that way the first year and a half, although they didn't have a lot of talent. He rallied him last year. They damn near made the playoffs. They were 12 and five this year, won two playoff games. I was wrong. Like he's, he, he, he is not a complete and utter disaster as a head coach, but let's also not act like he's Vince F and Lombardi either. Like, cause he's, cause he's not. And, right, and right. you know, we'll see how it works when Ben Johnson leaves. And 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 takes another job, and then you know who's the play caller? Yeah, that's what I think too. Because they they don't run offense like Dan Campbell's their head coach. They run offense like Ben Johnson's a freaking genius. Yeah, this might well, be a who, Sirianni situation. In who's future. who do we hold accountable for their game plan tonight? I mean, they would run the ball for like you know sixteen yards, and then here comes a flea flicker. Like, well, why that, are you yeah. running a flea that's flicker? Ben Johnson. Is it? I mean, is it they all Johnson? They got too cute a couple of times. They got too cute. 
There, a couple of those trick plays that I think what, I'd. What was, um, I mean, you guys were in the presser afterwards. What was the key thing that came out of the, the presser? Anything uh, that stood out to you guys? From hmm. the Niners. From the Niners. Shanahan? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just, you could tell he was, he was really, really impressed by Brock Purdy's running ability. He felt yeah. like. He said you it was know, the that, difference between winning and losing. Yeah, I mean that was the one. He said, "Yeah, when he's, you know, that really that that was the strongest line right there." I mean, he might as well just said that Brock Purdy won this game with his legs. But I mean, because he mm. kind of did. I mean, he, he his his scrambles were on point. They were well timed, and they were all for first downs. I think too. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and I, was, and I'm going to put up a tomorrow. We'll have a video that I did today in the locker room with Chris Kosarek. And I talked to him about that play and what, what that does to a defense, you know, mm. what that does to a defensive line when um, a quarterback like Purdy runs for a big play. And, you know, Chris is just such a great guy. I talked to him in the locker room for about six, seven minutes. And we'll put that on the, on the YouTube channel tomorrow. Well, it's his, his, you know, we, you talk about that uh, 10 split time, that 10 yard split time that Purdy's got one of the best in the NFL, including. I mean, you see it. I mean, he escaped. He should have been sacked at least on one of those runs uh, that I recall. Um, but getting back to this defensive line, Larry, um, you know, Armstead, when he came up, he was more of a defensive end, and then they moved him to the inside. If Chase Young is not getting it done in the Super Bowl, could you see where the Niners bring in Kinlaw more in the interior and shift Armstead out to an edge? I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's one game to win. I mean, I like, I, you know, based on what I've seen, um, I think the game's got to, you, you, you're, you know, you got to, you got to get your best players out there. And I, I like Kinlaw more than I like Sebastian Joseph Day. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but to me, that's, I'd rather go with Kinlaw than go with Sebastian Joseph Day, even though Kinlaw has, you know, lar large stretches where he, doesn't make a lot of plays. You're still talking about a guy who clogs the middle and has some strength. I don't know. That that's how I see it. I mean, how, how do you guys the whole see that? run defense thing? Is it's honestly a mystery, and you, you can point to three different things. I don't think you can point to to Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw, but I think you could either point to the interior defensive line, the safeties, or Wilkes's scheme. Right? Like those are the differences, right? And it's I a think combination. Yeah, yeah it, it might be just a combination of those. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd say. Uh, missing Cleveland Farrell. I mean, cause he was much better <laughs> than uh, what we're seeing out of chase young. I mean, the one event, the one thing Gregory is not giving, doing a lot yeah. either. Right. The say. one thing I could say about chase young is hopefully he's thinking about the bag he can secure by having a monster super bowl, because if he gets shut down again, I mean, th that could affect his, off-season negotiations as a free agent because he hasn't showed up for uh has he had a sack in in the last six games he's got five and a pressure? half with the Niners but it's like he's he's in a drought you know he's absolutely in a drought I don't know maybe he's just maybe I mean you think he's rested now with the fact that they didn't have to play for a while you know he didn't have a bye because he missed Washington's bye uh, and, and so, but he got the rest against week 18 and then he got the another week off and the, he should be caught up yeah. hopefully by now. Let's just roll through these. Titus Moeller says, Larry, any chance you do a call-in show soon? Kev, when's our next call-in show? Wednesday, 7 
p.m. Wednesday. Maybe we'll do one. Maybe we'll do one sooner. Alex says my lights went out in Hollister a little bit after the start of the third quarter when Debo caught a ball uh, and looked at Kyle. Let's effing go. By the time I got to the bar, Ayuk scores and it all changes. A wild day. Wow. That would suck. Mm. Niner Niner Bang. Andy Reid pointed to Taylor Swift from the championship podium. It was creepy. I lost all respect for him. Let's beat them, Brock. Tired of this crap. Jesus. God, that's getting bad. That is bad. Um, Brock Brock Young was unlocked tonight. I like that. Uh, Steven Basiccio. Thank you, Steven. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Titus Moeller back with this one. He says, Larry, uh, thanks for doing these long past game, long post, post game shows. Post-game. Appreciate it. We love it. We love doing them. Uh, though it is late and it's been a long day. Uh, okay. So let's, let's do this last question we'll ask, and then we'll call it quits. Um, who is your Marin autoglass player of the game? We start with Kev. I always get the first brought pick. to you by Marin Autoglass, by the way. Give them a call 415-883-3030. Marinautoglass.com on the web for all of your windshield needs. Uh, I think last week I went Dre Greenlaw. This week. Uh I'm gonna go Purdy. I have the first pick, so I get the easy oh, one. I'm gonna go yeah. Purdy. I mean, put, he put the team on his back. He he had a great running game. Uh, I think his numbers were comparable to like that of Lamar Jackson's today. Like he just had a great game for a quarterback that doesn't usually run that much. He scrambled five times, five first downs, two 21 yard plus runs, one of them to set him up inside the f- the five, I think, or I forget exactly where the ball landed, but just you know, put the team on his back erased the game manager moniker that he's been receiving for being a guy who's a pocket passer. But today he was able to escape the pocket and uh, put the team on his back and win the game. So I'll go go Purdy. Danny. Well, that would have been my pick, but since we'll do different ones, I'll go with CMC. I think McCaffrey uh, 90 yards, tough, a tough 90 yards. No, I mean the one big run, that put him up by 10 that got him down to the uh, two yard line where he kind of landed on his head and uh, looked like maybe got a little whiplash or something. Did they say anything about him in the presser, how he was with injuries? Did I know that's the first no, time they talked about no. Okay. Um, this is oh, McCaffrey. Yeah. I, I think, and I can't remember who said it, but I think, I think it was a stinger. I, I okay. want to. I, I think McCaffrey told Shanahan, Greenlaw had a stinger. Yeah, I was just about to say. We've, I'm sorry to cut you off, Dan, but that's that Greenlaw stinger was scary. Yeah, oh, he yeah, was, that was. He looked not okay. That and was, then he's yeah. back immediately. Of course, there was yeah. some. Just, there was. He was sore to the point where that's why they put Mitchell in the game. It was that that and it was McCaffrey, I believe, who had said that he didn't feel totally comfortable with his ability to protect the ball. Mm. on the for in that moment and so he went to coach and said hey i'm not a hundred like go to basically go to elijah and they went to and they went to elijah mitchell and and, wow and so i don't think it was a concern like he at least at this point like he's got to miss time or wouldn't be ready for the super bowl right right. something that in that moment he thought hey i'm a liability hanging onto the rock good for him good for him where you can't have a fumble, obviously. and he's getting the ball. Yeah, yeah, no, no hero exactly. ball. That's that's great. Not not like uh, 
watching the Baltimore game where the like Zay Flowers implode, <laughs> imploded and gets a personal foul after of taunting after he gets down to the 10 yard line, then later fumbles and then later cuts his hand off on his throwing yeah, his he, helmet. He raged so hard that he hurt his own hand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, great to see McCaffrey do that. But yes, yeah, CMC, 90 yards, the big 25-yard run there, and then two scores. Um, I'll take him. Holland Tracy says, as bad as we looked and as lucky as we got, in uh, I'm starting to feel like we can beat anyone on sheer determination alone. This team does not quit. Um, there's no question they dug deep tonight. Man, they dug deep tonight for this one. JD, who gets your Marin Autoglass player of the game? I'm going with Brandon Ayuk uh, for the catch that, uh, you know, off the helmet. When that ball's in the air, I'm thinking it's an interception uh, the whole way. I don't know if you guys saw, there was a still photo uh, that was kind of making the rounds. And it was basically, it was, I mean, the ball was, I mean, it looked like it was an interception and Brandon Ayuk is a foot away and the defender has the ball. It's like right at his helmet. And you're, and there's no way in hell, if you looked at this picture, uh, you, you, would, you would think that that turned into a touchdown or a, a catch for the 49ers. Uh, so I'm, I'm going Ayuk because that, that put life in Levi's that injected life. That was, that was sort of the 49ers have action moment. And then I also give him credit for, for the, the third and six touched, he got the touchdown on that. He ended up, and you know, if they get stopped right there, then the big play to Ayuk doesn't even matter. So I, I think Ayuk and his impact, even though he didn't have uh, what I think he had three catches in the game, but two of them were the big play, uh, and, you know, off the helmet, and then the other one was the touchdown shortly thereafter, which you know gave gave the 49ers legitimate life. Then they get the fumble, then they tie the game. And then it was like, they ain't losing this thing. Like once it was 24-24 and then the Niners get a stop on top of that. Like I thought the Lions, if they could have gone down and scored right then, right then, all right, maybe the Niners are up against it, but the Niners get a stop, go take the lead. And, you know, it all started in my mind with the, that was the first moment where it's like, hey, the Niners could still win this game. So I'm going Ayuk. Um, I think I'm going to go with Jair Brown. You know, I mean, Jair Brown is a rookie. It's a big moment. Um, last week, he didn't get to play for a Logan Ryan, who they pulled off a cruise ship. I mean, you know, that to me was unbelievable. And to go back to this kid and to basically say, hey, you know what? It's the biggest game of our season. It's the NFC Championship game. We're going up against a terrific team. Oh, and by the way, you're going to start, and you haven't played in weeks, and we need you to kind of step up and and not be a, uh, you know, any kind of a weakness. Not only was he not a weakness, he had 10 tackles, five of them solo. I mean, Fred Warner had 13, so we, but we expect that out of him. Greenlaw had seven. I mean, Fred and, and Dre combined for 20 tackles and 12 solo. Uh, but still, Jair Brown, you don't expect Jair Brown to be that big of a guy. And it's like Jair Brown was just monster. Yeah. So I, he's my new, he's my, uh, Marin autoglass player of the game. Awesome. All right, guys. Good stream. Thanks to everybody. Um, we are two hours and 52 minutes and 59 seconds into this still 1600 people in the room. We really appreciate every single one of you guys for stopping by JD. When are you going to be on the leader next? 
Yeah, I'm going to be on tomorrow uh, in the one o'clock hour, I think, with with Papa and Lund. So looking forward to that as, as they break everything down. And then uh, make sure you you check out the, the Dubs OT shows. Uh, man, struggling times for the Warriors. But yeah, Dubs OT uh, live. Dubs going to make a trade, JD? You got a trade that you can give us? Uh, yeah, I, they are going to make a trade, but now I feel like they're enamored with the Draymond Green, Kaminga, Wiggins front line, which is, you know, they've had a little more success with individually. So I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest. Um, Just don't trade, please. Trade who? What? Don't trade Kaminga. I, I yeah, don't think I, they're going to. Yeah, they're not going to. I, I think it, at this point, I mean, he's raised his game more than it even was like a month ago. I think you could make a case. I don't think you could make a case to do it now, especially with their record, like because they're, and you're not going to get a player. Uh, I don't think coming back, that's going to help you enough to where you're going to now be a playoff team because yeah. you get that player this year, but th- they got to do something uh, probably another conversation for another time, but yeah, Tuesday night uh, immediately following the Warriors and the Sixers and, and, after every Warriors game, the, the Dubs OT shows on on YouTube and and on KMBR as well, and and I'll be in Vegas. Uh, just kind of let everybody know that. Nice. Uh, I'll be in Vegas leaving next Sunday, and gonna be there all week. So look out. We'll see. We'll see if we'll I'm see still in standing. Vegas. We're, we'll Kevin see and if I'm still be there standing on February twelfth. <laughs> we'll see you, JD. Later, JD. Thanks, Have a good one, man. Appreciate you. Um, Danny, when's the uh, next NorCal Sports Network extravaganza? Probably go tomorrow night, eight thirty, for a little bit. We'll we'll do a little bit of a wrap on the Niners, probably. But we'll we'll do our little bit of giant stuff. We'll see if we can talk about them for more than five ten minutes. That's about all I can stomach um, right now. But uh, you know, my question tomorrow is: is the national narrative? I know the haters are going to get stuck on this. Instead of the great catch by Ayuk, the improbable play, they're going to focus on that it should have been picked off, that Purdy left left it hanging up there. That'll be the haters. Uh, you watch. That's what they'll be uh, speaking tomorrow. The Nick Wrights and the Ryan Clarks, and they'll be all over that play. At this should point, have been at this point they're, they they look kind of pathetic. You know, to be it's kind of it's honestly ridiculous. I thought like before. I started paying attention more to the media that they'd actually have like better, better takes. I swear. Sometimes people don't even watch the games. It's like, exactly. Can you not tell the difference from this game and last game, last game? I'll give it to you. He had some, he had some bad throws and to, to point those out is there's nothing wrong about that. But this game, what he had that one bad throw that uh, you caught that ended up being a touchdown or, or he had the one interception, I guess, too. That was actually yeah. a deflected tip. Pass. That was that so was like, his fault, though. Yeah. So it's like, it. it's 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 just like, can you do people actually watch the games? Because yeah. sometimes it's just it's just like blanket statements being thrown out. Well, and look what the guys look what the guy does as a runner in this game. I mean, that right there was oh, amazing, man, unbelievable. Danny, but good also, stuff, man. Oh, go ahead. This last thing, because I was getting really excited when they opened the second half and they did the one play with no huddle. I thought they were going to come out and do the whole drive, no huddle. We only saw one, and it was a successful play. And I thought, keep it going. You're down. You know, I, I'd like to see Kyle do something a little different in the Super Bowl. Do a little bit, uh, you know, a little more aggressive. To you know, we we know Andy Reid's going to go for it. Um, so, but anyway, I agree. 
I agree. We, and we've got a couple of weeks to talk about what, yeah. how that, what that's going to look yeah. like. NorCal Sports Network, guys. Uh, if you're a Giants fan, we'll be talking Giants, Niners, Warriors. But uh, help us out. We're about just under 1,500 subs. Um, when the Giants do something big, we'll get have Larry come on if they do something big. Uh, and uh, that's doubtful. But uh, <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never Danny, know. have a great night, brother. Hey, we'll you talk guys to you. Too. There you go, the great Dan Coach Emilio, NorCal Sports Network. All right, Kev, we're time to uh, bolt for the door. We're at 35,806 subs. If there's, if you're one of the 1,562 people in the room hanging and you've yet to subscribe over at the Krug Show, please do. Uh, we're working hard. We're putting together a lot of good videos and live streams and talking a lot of Bay Area sports. So it's been a fun time. We will be in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, not for uh, – I think I'm not sure exactly what day we're leaving Tuesday, probably of Super Bowl week, but we'll be there. I have to move a midterm. I have to like reschedule a midterm or something to get to get down to Vegas. There you go. Kev's gonna have to do what he's gotta do. I mean, what comes first? A midterm or Vegas with the Niners? I don't wanna I don't wanna have to stay a fifth year of college. Yeah, seriously. And I can't afford that. Um, so anyway, the uh thanks to the thirty-five thousand eight hundred and eight now subscribers. But if you're one of the fifteen hundred people in the room, hit like and subscribe and helps the channel out. Uh if you hit like, that just grows the algorithm, more people find the shows. And then if you hit subscribe and click that notification bell every time we go live, you'll get an update saying, Hey, we're going live and we talk a ton of Niners. So lots of Niner videos. Kev, what do we got uh, planned on the channel? over the next couple days anything that you want to tell the audience um just tomorrow wake up we're gonna try to schedule some uh upper not upper echelon not to dis, not to disparage our other guests but we were gonna try to get some of our some more big name guests leading up to the super bowl we're gonna be reaching out uh working day and night right now trying to get your twitter back don't know what happened to it got locked out of your twitter uh, because I was trying to sign in t- for something and then it freaked out thinking that I was a hacker. So people are just thinking I'm not into it anymore. Yeah. So the, just <laughs> FYI, we're locked out of the Krug show or the Larry Kruger Twitter account right now, uh, working on getting that back. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it tomorrow. Wake up 8 a.m. 8 a.m. tomorrow morning with Damon Bruce. Wake up. We'll break this whole thing down. It's going to be fun on the rewatch. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks to pig and a pickle for being the title sponsor of the Krug show. I know they had a huge day today in Emeryville and Corte Madera pig and a pickle, the best barbecue in Northern California. Check them out. Thanks to underdog fantasy. Check that link in the description. Use the promo code Krug and they'll match you that first $100. And of course, thanks to Marin Autoglass and our Marin Autoglass player of the game. Uh, but thanks to them for sponsoring the show. Marin autoglass.com 415-883. Three zero three zero, um, and we got this one from Ed. Says Larry, I just wanted to say that the Niners' defense fell off after Cleveland Farrell got injured. I think that is definitely probably something you could say for sure. And David Music says, "Drive safe, Larry." Definitely, probably um, something you could say for sure. That's a that's a good statement. What's that? <laughs> Never mind. Drive safe. Um, dank, dank. Says great show. B Force says Larry, the hardest worker in sports. Actually, Kev is probably the hardest worker. Shanghai Kelly says thanks, Larry, for all your pickle kissers. Uh, on fire, guys. Let's go. Dusty Gold. We could do this all night, guys, but we got to chat. Have a great <laughs> night, everybody. Um, seriously, incredible day. 
if you were part of this one today, it was part of Niner history. It absolutely was. And it was an amazing comeback. If you missed it, 24-7 Lions at the break, 27 unanswered points by the 49ers in the second half. Amazing ties to the 57 game when you look at the identical score. And uh, last time it was the Lions coming back in the Niners. And today it was the Niners coming back on the Lions. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great evening. We'll be back in the morning. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for. 